When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for a new completely unnecessary podcast for Wednesday, August 12th, 2015, alongside Ian? We're really putting on our sunshine faces right now, aren't we? I'm so happy being <laughs> Pat Contry <laughs> this is, as well. This has been a pretty good lead up. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about lots of stuff on the show today. We're talking about the Game Wheel Facebook raffle fiasco that 80 people have told me to talk about, so I guess we would bring it up. We'll talk about Konami work culture coming out, and it's not really surprising what you learn about the company. No, more. no. Uh, talking about uh, a uh, League of Legends player being banned for a SWAT prank on Twitch. I don't know. The internet reacting to Time Magazine's goofy Oculus VR cover. A CNN article about, oh, your video games might be worth money, blah, blah, blah. Only five years late, CNN. I'll be talking about a full screen taking down the H3 HD Productions video parody of Chris from Prank Invasion. And the Fantastic Four debacle that everyone knew was going to happen, but it's nice to see and actually fall through with the Deadpool trailer and your Q&A. Ian, I feel like shit. How are you? I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like shit. I got, I got three hours of sleep last night, three hours of sleep the night before. Uh, I had a birthday, so... When was uh, your birthday again? It was Sunday. I, why do I always forget your birthday? You don't remind me it's your birthday. I don't remind anyone it's my birthday. I'll take you for tacos. <laughs> I'll eat a taco. I could if you if you honestly told me that I would have saw Ant Man with you on Monday or Tuesday. I would have <laughs> waited to see it. Um, I, I don't tell anyone it's my birthday, but some people who know, like my friends, you know, I am your in. friend. I know, but like my friends, my friends who moved in from out of state who have known me for twenty years who just know it's my. birthday. I always realize it's in August, but it's always like yeah. some sort of nebulous region of the year that I forget about. Because August is a weird month, and I don't like August because it always reminds me of going back to school yeah. and seeing those Disney Afternoon Return commercials would always depress me. Only four weeks, which means you go back to school in three weeks for a Disney after- Afternoon. It was always depressing anyway. So there was a lot of vodka shots, a lot of beer, and uh, ah. uh, a listening of the uh, Bloodsport soundtrack. And I was not invited. And I was not invited for that. I don't. I don't. I'm such a small Bloodsport fan. You know that I, w- I would not have enjoyed. <laughs> you that. You can still come over and listen to it. I have. You know, I know the names of the score by heart, like the different songs, like what they yeah. are. You know, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. So um, I mean, yeah, that's... I'm done writing for the book. I mean, the chunk of it, the reviews. I, I forgot to write the review for Dance Aerobics out of all out of all the reviews. <laughs> but I have actually played it multiple times just on the marathon itself. So... I, I actually think Dance Aerobics is kind of cool. I, I give it like three and a half stars. It gets the job done. Yeah, it does exactly. Like, you work up a sweat. Yeah, you do. It's actually accurate, like tracking your movements. And now it's just like getting the screenshots together for the book and lining up the supplemental material and cajoling Ian to touch up things here and there, which he should do. And then we'll do it. Um, uh, it's time now for our uh, uh, our uh, shout out to uh, Garrett. What's our, up, Garrett? Our super Patreon. Our super Patreon. Super Patron. Patron. Pat, Pat, Patron. Pat, Pat, Patron. Uh, yeah, uh, so he, uh, you know, pays, for, uh, he, he he clicked on the tier for advertisement, <laughs> but didn't want to advertise anything, so we just talk about him for about a minute. Garrett, you're a cool guy. 
You probably have nice flowing locks. Uh, or really good fashion sense. You probably have nice, you know, 22-inch uh, pythons. You're rocking them. Really? Too soon, man. What? what too soon is what? Hulk Hogan, dude. You just used Hulk Hogan's line. It's his, no, his 24-inch pythons. Oh, okay, fine. So 22-inch pythons. All right. Well, so, you know, that's... I went to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, that was fun, getting blood drawn. I haven't blood drawn in a while, and I'm just going to say, I probably have something. I don't know what it is, but I got something. Okay. <laughs> It'd be a nice surprise to see what I got, but I feel like shit, and I wouldn't be surprised if I have something. You know, what's what? How do you get mono again? Do you like the kissing disease? You gotta like they call kiss it the kissing disease, but you don't have to. You can drink a glass of water, yes. someone touch with their grody waiter hands or something, yeah. you get it that way or something. I'm not saying all waiters have grody hands, but if you have mono, you have grody hands. Getting blood drawn is never. It's not the needle that bothers me, it's it's the afterwards. Like, the last time I had my blood drawn, I had lithium toxicity, so that wasn't fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They actually, like, burned their fingers, the blood, like, ah! <laughs> Holy like, fuck! What, what the fuck is What's that? What's going on here? Um, they took, like, five vials, because I just said, do, I said, basically, do it for everything you could do it for. Yeah, run the full profile. Do it, do it for uh, metabolic shit, do it for STDs, do it for if my vitamin D is low, which it probably is. Do it for f- everything you can think of. Then it's always fun, though, when you come back... And they're like, okay, then you gotta you gotta do the, the piss test too for some stuff. I was like, oh, just take this in. And I actually thought, I was like, I don't know, I'll be able to fill this cup up. And it, like, I barely was able to fill the cup up, the piss cup. But it's always somewhat, somewhat humiliating walking back to someone with, with a oh, jar of your own piss, with your hot piss, your ninety-eight degree piss. Walk back and hand it to a oh, the girl was semi-cute. I'm like, yeah, here, here, have my piss. Did you know there are people you know, who drink their own piss? They're insane, and they think. We're ca- I'm capturing nutrients that my body is you're, wasting. No, your body's not wasting them. Yeah, your body's pretty uh, efficient at how that. it's evolved over a million years, what it needs. If it's not, you need... It's you getting need, it. It's pushing it out. You need more than a hot glass of piss if your body's uh, actually well, wasting your nutrients. We'll, we'll talk about conspiracy theorists later, but there's people, some people think, oh, it cures cancer drinking your own piss. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so important, your body doesn't realize, you know what, I'm not sure this might do something well for, uh, for the cancer eradicating my body. We'll just get rid of it. Just a squeeze a lemon. Just squeeze I mean, it really changes. Changes everything. Holy God. We got a t-shirt we're trying to sell. New t-shirt. It's the Danny... Danny... It's just the Danny t-shirt. It's the Danny t-shirt. It's the Danny shirt. It's not, it's not, it's not related to any real Danny living or, or, or deceased. <laughs> but uh, if you want to check out the Danny shirt, smiling Danny, give him the thumbs up. It's Danny approved, the CU Podcast shirt. Go to teespring.com slash CU Podcast Danny and order yours for only $20 plus shipping. And keep in mind, it's just a Danny. It's just a Danny, and it's only available for uh, three weeks from the 12th. I think it's like early September, <laughs> right, right before Labor Day. Coffee to the Mikey. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, so I had about eight people on Facebook slash Twitter or more tell me about this. I had someone email me about this. I had two people email me about, I guess there, there's, I didn't know this existed. I had no idea. I, I knew there were Facebook groups about video games and retro games and trading and collecting. Because, you know, I, I'm added to them without my will, without me knowing, every week. And I have to, like, un- check off every every freaking day. It's like, okay, now I'm in the South American Atari 2600 group. Okay, that's cool. I actually stayed in that one. But then I'm all these other ones that I'm in. That's I'm, actually probably really fun to read. Yeah, <laughs> it is, because they find some cool stuff. But I didn't realize that it went this deep where I guess they have groups that have some sort of gambling or raffling for, like, someone will say, oh... I have this game, uh, PayPal me this amount of money, and we'll do a raffle. I had no idea this was going on. So I guess one of the bigger ones in particular, and this one had thousands of people as a member of this group, from what I heard, um, it's called the uh, Game Wheel, and it's a subpage of another group, T 
T-S-C-R-A-N-V-G-A-T, which stands for Trade, Sell, Collect, Retro, and New Video Games and Toys. That is the shittiest acronym, acronym ever. Yes. Usually, once you get past four or five, forget it. Okay. You know. Uh, but, so, basically, this is, the, this is the short history that was sent to me. Game Wheel was a subpage of Trade, Sell, Collect, Retro, and New Video Games and Toys. The main focus of the page was to hold raffles of games and gaming items in which people buy slots... Uh, for a random drawing is made from all the slot holders one person wins the item so I guess what they would do is they would get PayPal payments gift payments people would send in for whatever the item was they'd probably change per item a dollar five dollars sent to the PayPal they would do a live stream use some sort of program some sort of randomizer I guess to choose the winner that's what was going on now wait a second Pat Mm -hmm. did you say it's a raffle it's a raffle I'm pretty sure that's illegal it's gambling I'm pretty sure it's against Facebook's terms of service, and PayPal probably doesn't want people shuffling gambling money back and forth. That's an issue we'll get into. But so, I guess people were fine with this. But then I got alerted this last week, and I kind of just didn't care about it at the time. But they were auctioning off a Nintendo World Championships grade card. That just changes everything. Or oh, excuse me, not auctioning. They were raffling it. So they're doing the slots at $25 a piece to, to, I guess, to pay off up to a certain amount. Yeah, the buy-in was like, thirteen five hundred. They, they, like, they had to get that amount before they can do it, like a reserve, which is fair enough. Cause they if this was legal, cost. absolutely, that would have been fair. Sure. So I guess what happened was uh, this was the one that sort of made people investigate further to make sure this was legit. Because they weren't sure the guy, the guy who won it supposedly... Um, I guess was a new member of the group. Yeah, brand new. They they he he had just been added. They said just been added. So it's sort of like okay, he just finds out about it. It's a little fishy. Like it got people looking into it more. Um, so then people were starting to do some research and screen caps, and all of a sudden they were starting to put the heat on the people running this group. In particular, one or two of the people that are founding it. And I guess it turns out that they basically admitted that, not outright that it was it was fishy what they were doing, but at the very least, they admitted that the admins of the group were buying slots for the games. Not just the NWC, but past ones, which they always said they weren't going to do, because obviously that's a huge conflict of interest. interest. And it's, un- it's, it's unethical. Being that it's already a raffle that's on Facebook, that's weird enough, but they were at least trying to keep it clean and say, we're not if we if we bid on our, if we uh, buy tickets for our own stuff, then obviously it's conflict of interest. Then who knows if we're cheating on it or not? And right, exactly. And uh, the it was I believe it was t- at least one, but I believe it was two uh, who were kind of operating a, a name, a fake account uh, called Mark Satchel. I believe is what it was. That's what I've seen. And um, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, buying into your own illegal raffle. Uh, raises very, very dubious uh, questions. You know, even if you're you're doing a live stream, um, depending on randomizers, uh, and honestly, I'm going to admit, I'm not sure exactly how they did it. If it's a computer program, you can rig it. If it's uh, a live paper drawing, you can fucking rig it. Honestly, if you're, you're, I mean, obviously this is dubious enough. This is like, uh, you know, the mafia running the the numbers on the street. Yes, of course. Uh, If you're going to do this, you need to get an independent third party to, to draw it, not the people running it. That's any legit. The freaking Oscars hires a third party to take care of the you know the the, uh, the the votes to make sure it's legit and counted. You get an independent third party that everyone trusts to do it. So that didn't happen. So I guess a conversation was leaked again. These are emails I'm getting. This is all alleged, but supposedly there was a conversation released between two admins showing that they had alternate accounts and basically telling how much they were going to bid and they were going to bid and take these slots and everything. Um, the admins tried hiding it. This is from an email I got from an anonymous person, but eventually admitted it. 
about 6,000 members of the group left or were booted. Yep. So now people are questioning whether the NWC cart draw was real, was real as the winner was brand new to the group, as we just said, added by the admin who cheated, and, is, and the admin is nowhere to be found. They sold slots $25 of each for the draw. So a, a video came out, I guess... Th- and this is what broke, broke yesterday, the news, on, the, like, the 11th. And this is what broke me into... This, was, ma- into, this so, is just so shady. So, I guess they must have overnighted the game or something. Uh, there's a video on online, I guess, that's purported to show the winner Unboxing. of this. Unboxing it. It's shot with a, with a camera, so it's like, it's, like, from 10 feet away, and it's... I hate... Turn your camera sideways. I want widescreen. And so, they uh, they calmly... They, so calmly. They do undo the box. There's another box to undo the box. Bubble wrap. They take that out. It's in the cl- it's in the clamshell that you got the NWC in it, Luna. You know the, the uh, you know the, the protective. No, I, I put it in that clamshell uh, okay. immediately. <laughs> well, yeah, it was in the clamshell. They got they they happen to have their their bit driver right there, them, right there. Undoes all three of them in like about twenty seconds, faster than I can do it. Opens it up. There's a board. Oh, I'm excited for my NWC cart. No, they, they, well, that was the thing to me. There were no. Words spoken. No words spoken. You don't see any faces. You barely see the face. I you see like, it for like two oh, seconds, yeah. and you don't. And not enough. It's to, like the alien autopsy video. Yeah, not enough to like actually, you know, spot the person. Um, but I mean, my thing is, if if you are that sort of like, no one is that dead to collecting. I feel like there are plenty of people who collect that that might not be as excited, but. I would have expected after two boxes. What I what, what I was really expecting was when he opened the box and goes, "There it is." Yeah, like not shit. even a, there it is. I can't believe it's not fake or you know like here. If you have, I, I don't need an explosion of let's put it this way of, of excitement, but I need some acknowledgement. When that you're I excited. paid thousands for mine, I was excited. Yes, to get it for basically nothing, and now it's worth three times uh, when I bought it, the, the value, to have no emotion at all is dubious. You and I Absolutely were fucking dubious. jumping up and down in the store and we weren't... and, and I, was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going, going to own it and you weren't thinking about owning it at the time. I was like, oh, that's just really awesome. You yeah. Know? Um, really, w- the whole thing's weird. Where are we at with the retro game collecting world where, oh, I predicted this back in 2010 that you get uh, dubious uh, uh, shady people in the business in the business, in the hobby back when the stadium events was put on Yahoo uh, site when it was found in the auction on eBay went for 11000 Now you get people that would come in and try to, you know, basically strip mine the hobby, which they did, uh, making fakes, fake labels. But now they have basically a gambling ring, which I had no idea this was going on, no. this sort of stuff. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate that you're... People love a hobby they're getting into, and now you're twisting that and obviously using it against them. Obviously, gambling can be a problem. I'm not saying it's a problem for everyone, but this could be someone. Supposedly, someone spent hundreds on this auction. Yeah, hundreds of dollars gone. Yep, just gone. So it's just a bad. It's just bad all the way around. Someone else emailed me saying they tried to apologize to people at first, but then they started receiving death threats, and they withdrew from Facebook. I I, I, I don't know what happened. All I know is this. All I know is it, there's. I'm sure people went to PayPal and said. This is bullshit. This uh, has been going on for a there while. There is a story uh, on Nintendo Edge, I believe, uh, your favorite website. My uh, favorite website. Where Edge. they, uh, where the guy was actually, he, he put in a 25, he figured, what the fuck not? Why, why the fuck not? You know? And um, he was able to get his money back. Uh, but he said that it was uh, other people were not so lucky. Sure. You have no recourse if you gamble illegally. 
Right. We go to PayPal. Hey, PayPal, I violated your terms of service and broke the law by uh, p- p- using your service to put in gambling bets, so, you know, for something. You know, you, you, it's, it's buyer beware to the umpteenth level because if you thought this was legit to begin with, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're already going out in that limb, but then you're going through PayPal as well. And it's like, first of all, they can be in really big trouble for this. Well, this, they, is not, this, isn't like, this isn't like not sending someone a $20 game you know, off of eBay and getting away with it somehow. This is this is potential federal crime. Yes. Well, this is what I would like to point out. Uh, and I'm taking some of this from uh, a Nintendo Age, uh, the guy, uh, I'll credit it, Ender and Flip, because he put together a very nicely uh, nice rundown. So um, the owner is uh, QuackFam, who I, I, I noticed in earlier readings of articles as the head of the uh, game wheel. Okay. He owns the number 90. Uh well, no, he's no, he's the head of the game wheel. Okay, where did the ninety come from? That's what I want to know. Well, I don't know that that whatever that's ir- that's not relevant to this right okay. now. Um, apparently, the raffles just in Texas are in extreme violation of the Texas law. Even charitable organizations that are properly accredited can only hold up to two raffles a year in Texas. Okay. He also regularly. He, he lives here. Okay. Yes. He also regularly refers, apparently, to uh, the people who help with the game wheel as his employees, which means that his business is probably illegal since his business is illegal. So he's not in accordance with any state laws. Um, And like you had said, game wheel is obviously breaking laws. But what is really important for people to know, because some of these people are probably good-hearted people who mean well and see this as a fun thing. When you participate in this, you are also breaking the law. I'm not saying someone's going to come after you, but you're breaking the law. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You are, and that is not exactly um, well, uh, something that you want to necessarily mess with. It's a Class A misdemeanor to hold an illegal raffle. Um, they are in op- uh, direct violation of PayPal policies. A bit of info that I had seen earlier was uh, they straight up asked you to send it as if you were sending a gift to family and friends. So all of this shit to me, all of this sneaky work around bullshit, uh, does not at all uh, to me jive with these people being like, "Oh yeah, we were buying in and we shouldn't have, and we're really sorry." Uh, one guy, one of the the, the top guys, uh, gave a, a hilariously all caps uh, like uh, forgiveness saw, plea yeah. on Facebook about, "I I sold all my stuff and I wish I hadn't. I'm just trying to build up my game collection. I did wow. wrong, but wow. I, I just you know I, now I'm just trying to get some of it back and I won't do this ever again. And I'm just begging for forgiveness. Fuck yourself in the ass with your own fist." It's just, it's disgusting. And I, I, because of all the little things, I refuse to believe that this was ever once done in a legitimate fashion. Well, it has to be. The whole, the whole part of a con is to build confidence. Right. That's part of the con- confidence trickster. Confidence yeah, man. So there has to be real ones that happen. But then the question is, which ones weren't? Because right. obviously there probably were some that weren't. There's one person I saw point out who actually found that. They re-auctioned the same one, or excuse me, re-raffled the same, uh, I think it was Teenage Mutant Turtles Torment Fighters for Nintendo. They redid it months later again with, using the same picture, so it could have been them going back to the well with their same item. Obviously, to get thousands of people in the group, 
some of this was legit. The question, though, is which one? Oh, I just mean the overall thing, and I'm specifically referring to this instance. Oh, oh, this looks dubious. This NWC auction looks dubious. But I'm saying there were there had to be legit ones in here. Like like you said, yes, you have to you have to build, but you do it with your cheaper items until you get your more expensive items. Or or they pick a percentage, uh, even if only fifteen percent are rigged. We still win. They win either way because the whole thing with the raffle is that most of the time you're going to get a lot more money than what it's worth. Mm. That's how organizations make money on raffles. Because you, you get a TV that costs $250, you sell $500 worth of dollar tickets, you made a profit on it. That's the whole point of raffles. Otherwise, um, otherwise they can't exist. Here's the problem, though. You said it's a misdemeanor in Texas. This is a federal crime, though. Because yes. now you're wiring money from all over the U.S. Yeah. This is wire. This is. I don't know if it's wire fraud, but it's definitely a federal crime to have. Uh, a basically a gambling ring that crosses state borders. This is this is something you can go to the FBI about. I'm not saying I have no idea how much money is involved with this. I'm not sure if this is a thousand dollars or if this is tens of thousands. But if this is like a tens of thousand dollars thing, this is something that would be worth the FBI's time to look into or well, someone look into this. The buy-in was thirteen thousand five hundred. So that alone, you think, could raise the ire. Of they some would people. not raffle it off. They wouldn't spin the wheel. Let's not use raffle. They wouldn't. They wouldn't raffle it off. Until they reach that amount of money. And I gotta ask you, because I don't keep up on it so much anymore, because it's not really in my realm. Um, someone asked, isn't that, like, if they expected to make a profit on it, isn't that fairly low for a gray cart? It, it depends on, well, we, we don't know how much the 90 was bought for. If, if, if I mean, we don't know what it was bought for. It was bought for 3000 okay, sure. 4000 then that's different. I'm not looking it up right now, but I'm sure people could backtrack. Some people backtrack a lot of these and know what, what, what they went for. But 13000 would be like that's a fair price if it goes for like fifteen or six. Like you're not getting hosed, okay. but I'm assuming that that it wasn't bought just for this. However, to your point, if it was bought just for this, then there's no way then because they would not have been able to buy it for that much cheaper. So my point then, your is, point then, it probably thirteen thousand five hundred. If that's about what it's worth, or if it's just slightly over what they bought it for, then that to me is obviously rigged because what they're doing is recouping the cost and keeping the cart. Which could be what happened. That could be a possibility. Allegedly. Well, I it's mean, all alleged. I, I mean, yeah, allegedly. Fuck off. It's what it is. Well, it's alleged. It's alleged. I, I'm just saying because these guys, they might have got off Facebook because and deleted the, the, and locked down their Facebook page because they want, they want death threats. They could have... They can have people coming after him. I mean, like, really, the authorities coming after him for this. Yes. I'm surprised something like this lasts long. I'm surprised Facebook doesn't know about this stuff. I really am. Yeah. I hope the authorities can go after him. I mean... And it's not to not to draw shades of gray on this stuff, if, especially if it's uh, uh, that's not the word I'm supposed to use, uh, especially if it's dubious or rigged. Um, but uh, you know, if, if if they were just doing this for like minor games, uncommons, slightly rares, you could probably fly under the radar and no one would notice. Well, you saying they bit off too much more than they could chew. Exactly, which is what they, usually they, happens. They, with... they got stupid, like most criminals, and they. Well, bit this off. is yeah. this is this is a criminal enterprise. Yeah, because you have when you have employees. Well, when I when I said Rico before, I wasn't saying that lightly. This is a, an enterprise with multiple individuals yeah. involved. I feel bad for those that are in this group that might have been. Like I mean, something that had no idea if shady shit was going on. I'm sure there were ones that had no idea if shady shit was going on. But for those ones that were, that did know, this well, is this is this could be trouble for you. And that's why I wanted to mention before the fact that even participating in it is a bit of a, an issue. Because honestly, I can imagine that there are people who are involved in this and they're like, "Hey, this is a fun idea," and they're not thinking about the laws. That I mean, you that, can't just do raffles for stuff. You no, just I, can't. I, I know you can't. But I'm just saying that there are probably people who are fairly naive to this. 
I mean, even forums, even like game trading forums, don't allow raffles. They don't. They don't. They don't. No, you can uh, do auctions in them. At, at the site of the Nintendo Age thread, where I was just fact checking some stuff, uh, the guy was talking about it, and then like immediately, like a moderator was like, "No raffles." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in bold, like you, you just can't do that. No, because that's like it's not even a gray area. You, it's gambling. There's like only there's only like four, five states that allow gambling to begin with, but it has to. Be, it's heavily regulated for a reason. Mm-hmm. They don't want. They don't want this shit to happen because now you have people out potentially. I feel bad if a guy really spent like uh, hundreds of dollars on basically could could have been fake raffle tickets for this. I mean, buyer beware. That's what it comes down to. But you might not get that money back. You'd do better with pull tabs. But this is where it's funny to me because I I apparently somehow met one of these guys uh, because someone sent me a photo. Apparently at one of these events, a billionaire in the background of this photo, I'm holding up a T-shirt. That has the name of this group, this TS, TS, uh, RNVGA t-shirt. So someone asked me to hold up a t-shirt. Thanatos Scrotum, that's all I can think of when I think of, you know. The, and I guarantee uh, you, but I guarantee you this, because I don't remember the incident specifically, but I guarantee you they said, I have a Facebook gaming group, can you hold up this? And I said, sure, what, why not? If they told me it was a fucking gambling raffle ring. We have ring, this illegal gambling ring. Oh, yeah, like sure. I'll, I'll hold up your fucking T-shirt <laughs> and have my face associated with something that could be a federal crime. Sure. Um, so someone, like two people, sent me that. I'm like, God damn it. And the name of the person, I guess, who, who had the picture was Brian Delgado. So I guess he's one of the people that founded this. So, Brian, you're a fucking piece of shit. For even for even having me connected to this in a really stupid way. So you're disavowing yourself of this, and Billy and Jay disavowed themselves. Of course of I did. I don't. I don't remember taking the fucking picture. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, all, all you guys are good, right? You're good. You're fine. You, you, yeah, you, <laughs> the you the FBI's out. gonna yeah. be calling me because I took a, a, a picture with a, a T-shirt I'm holding. Jay- well, I'll tell you what, now, Brian, you ruined it for everyone else. So everyone else wants me to hold a T-shirt or say, "Hey, my name is Pat, and you're watching this channel." I ain't fucking doing it ever again. You, because this guy ruined it for everyone. Because I don't know what I'm, I'm holding up a T-shirt for or talking about. Jay could handle himself in prison, but I don't know about you or Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's very pretty. He would do. He would, he would be protected. He's an attractive guy. You don't, you don't think I do well? I think I can talk my way out of a situation. Yeah. Well, you could try bargaining, but I don't know how well you could bargain with a knife. I can make my own shiv. Jay's shoulders are so big, he can just shoulder tackle someone through the entire prison. <laughs> One shot out through the cinder blocks and into the street. The Abobo, the Abobo uh, shoulder block? I swear to God, he has the biggest shoulders I've ever known. I just thought it was funny that three people sent me that photo. I'm like, what? Like, like seriously? Fuck. So we'll see what happens. I, like I said, I'm not going to be surprised if the authorities in some fashion, whether it's state authorities in Texas, the feds... If the feds find out this is like $100,000, first of all, Uncle Sam wants that money. Oh, yeah. rest, but if they find out then it was you know uh, a gambling ring crossing state lines with uh, when it's PayPal gift that's that's you know that's sending money via wire they don't like that shit either so so we should probably bring this one in okay. but uh, yeah I mean what a crock of fucking horse nuts <laughs> all right speaking speaking of uh, something that's that's a little terrible. How about that Konami work? Oh, okay, so, um, you know how I, I, I mean, I've made the joke before, like, uh, when, when, when Igarashi, um, you know, left because, uh, he was, like, stuck doing mobile games, I was, I, I think I actually said something like, they have him chained in the dungeon, uh, making mobile games. Well, the work environment at Konami seems to be a lot like a dungeon, um, uh, a new article exposed the working conditions there. Uh, I mean, number one, employees are constantly monitored with surveillance cameras. 
You have a special card that you use to check yourself in and out of your lunch break, and if you exceed your appropriate amount of lunch time, uh, you are named and shamed publicly. Um, you cannot have your own email address. They, That's they, really weird. They cha- so so like if you're sales, right, and you have to have and you have to have access to the outside world, they randomly assign an email address based on numbers, just numbers. And they change it every four months. Three to four months. Must be harder for business cards. You gotta get new business cards every every few months. <laughs> Alright, I'm sales five four eight five at Konami.com. <laughs> yeah, right. So um I mean, all this is is really stuff that we already knew and probably contributed to a lot of the shit that's already happened. Now, was this coming out just because people are leaving and can talk about it, or was this always in place and we didn't know about it? That's what I want to know. I don't know, and I don't think the article really goes into it because, I, I like a lot of the, those Japanese uh, game developers, they're fairly secretive I mean, about what yeah, they do. Is this, is this part of... Uh, uh, but, when you say stuff like public shaming, that's part of Japanese culture for some of this. So I don't sure, know how much that works into it, but too. But there once was a happy Konami, and now there is a very unhappy Konami, happy Konami, and this does not sound like something that would have been part of a happy Konami. It was a happy Konami. Konami. It? So I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just the it's just more in a long, long chapter of of crap. You know, there was a there's a timeline that someone published of the you know the basic events, and it's just like when you read it, it's so sad. What's it with the life? Four years? It's within. What? Within four years, the company's almost falling apart, it sounds like. Even, even less. I mean, just from March, Kojima expected to leave. Ko- uh, Konami wants n- uh, new staff for next Metal Gear game. Kojima uh, ensuring people he is involved in Metal Gear Solid Five. Kojima Station suspended indefinitely. Uh, PT removed. Uh, Konami voluntarily delists itself from the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, and then Silent Hills canceled, and uh, I mean that's that's it. I, I I really the thing is is I've found myself not purposely playing a bunch of Konami games lately, like not even trying. I just realized I'm like, oh, this game is great. Oh, it's Konami, and oh man, oh man, you're allowed to like it. I mean, I do like it, but it's just like you know, it's, like, I mean, it's not like watching a Roland Polanski movie by accident. It's Konami. I mean, it, no, it, I I know it is, but what I mean is it's 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 not. It, it, because it's Konami, it doesn't make me dislike it. What I'm trying to get at is, it's like just seeing something that was great, like, and then you have what you have now, and you still have what was great. But it's just sad to see that side of business. Yeah, I, well, it's it's interesting, interesting because um, it's the first time we're seeing like a a big game developer implode in the social media age. Because when like Jalico went under, you know, and, and companies like Taito. Or you know, even like Hudson Soft, it wasn't as public as it is now. Right now, and, it's just it's like in your face. And Konami still has gambling. I mean, they're going to make money, but that doesn't that doesn't make it better for me because they're still shitting all over what made them, which was video games. Um, yeah, I worked I worked for sh- in shitty work environments. Uh, I worked for one company where you know you couldn't surf the net at all. It was like, well, yeah, no wonder people have all smartphones. Now. You can surf the net on your phone. You guys, I never thought about that. You can get away with it now. If I worked in a cubicle still, you can just have your phone and go online. Beep, beep, How the beep, fuck beep, are they going to know? Uh, yeah. Uh, By the way, working in a cubicle is just really just dehumanizing. It's just the worst possible thing you can do. Never had to do it. I hope I never have to do it. Frank says he'd last about probably two days. 
he would just be walking around. He'd end up outside, like, walking around. Like he said he couldn't do it. I, I can't work in any corporate environment, whether it's restaurant or... I, I can't uh, imagine cubicle. I just... It's 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 stupid. It's... it's it, A lot of it is just these silly rules for the sake of silly rules. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I can do a whole three hours, let alone an hour and a half, on talking about my experience working in an office environment and all the bullshit that goes on, besides the politics and fake, fakery and... The uh, one job I left... The one job I quit, corporate job, regional manager was in, dressed me down for cutting cheese cubes half an inch too wide. <laughs> I told him to fuck himself, took off my apron and my hat, threw it in the trash compactor, and left. How much money were you wasting with the, that extra cheese? Uh, so much cheese, man. So much money, man. You were the guy... So that, many burritos. You, you the, I wasted at least 12 burritos. So you were the guy that ended up... You are the guy responsible for the cheese platter with the different cubes. You no, know? I mean, okay, so it was it was Krabba's Italian Grill was where I worked. It's Which it, supposedly is a pretty, pretty good food, Krabba's. Uh, they make the stuff fresh, don't it, they? Yeah, they do. And it was a fun job because I did get to make fresh shit every day. Granted, I had to follow someone else his recipe. You're but a no. sweet chef? Huh? You're a sweet chef? Yes. Oh, and nice. um, oh, never told me. No, I worked myself up in a lot of kitchens, and I did a lot of front house work, too. I want to see you on Kitchen Nightmares at Gordon Ramsay yelling at you anyway. But, no, here was the fucked up thing. It wasn't for a cheese platter. It was, I had to chop up the Parmesan wheels, whole, cho- whole Parmesan wheels, into cubes to put through a grater. Oh, so it was all going to be used anyway. So the guy like, the guy was just busting my fucking balls to bust my balls. That was his little bit of Parmesan power he was holding over He needed it, I bet. I bet you he needed it. I always talk about people that want to show their little bit of power because the rest of their life sucks by doing shit like that. Because in honesty, you you don't give a shit. Hell, make those fucking cubes a, a foot wide. Who cares? Oh, dude, when, you know? when, like when they were <laughs> when I knew regional wasn't coming in, I just chopped slabs yeah, and I'd well, put them in the cheese. I mean, it, what it was is it was a giant one of those Hobart mixers, if you know what those are, where you can unscrew the front. They hold like five gallons in the mixing bowl, and you can attach. You put attachments. One was a cheese grater, and literally all he did was put a brick of cheese in and push the handle down, and it grated it. Oh, there wow. was no reason to cut it into cubes that fucking small. It was a nut. Yeah, he was just crazy. Oh, so back to Konami. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Konami coming out with their cheese grating simulator <laughs> on 3DS Fall 2016. Don't play as me. I'm hard mode. <laughs> so we're going to talk about. We don't really talk about swatting that much, and the price of swatting is pretty pretty despicable. It's when you call in a fake, uh, fake either, uh, fake. Someone has a gun. You call up and they they send the swats team to break down your door. Usually they've done it to competitive gamers or gamers playing each other. You do it to them by getting their address via IP. It's it's, it's a really bad situation, but I guess it happened on Twitch publicly lately. And what bothers me about it is it's one of those things, so, you know, apparently it was a joke. And it was a live swatting. It was a live swatting. On Twitch. And and what it was, according uh, I Shit, the guy's name just escapes me. Um, but what it was is it was he fin- he was finishing a stream, and he thought it would be hilarious. Trick dude, trick two G. Yeah, and he thought it would be hilarious to stage a fake swatting at the end of the cast. Now, the excuse that uh, these people came up with was that it was supposed to be obvious because it was at the end of a cast, and because it was presented in a jokey manner. Which, who knows? Um, I watched it. It was. You could tell it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, it's get down on the ground, you know. Here's my yeah. fucking problem with it. Okay. And they banned him, and then they unbanned him. And I'm not sure that I particularly agree with the unbanning. Swatting isn't really something to fucking joke about. If you get swatted, and it's a SWAT team, and they come in, and the person who calls in the swatting 
does a convincing enough job, animals can get shot. Family members can get shot. Mm -hmm. People can get fucking hurt. SWAT teams exist to enter hostile situations and put an end to them immediately. If you are doing anything that even remotely looks like a problem, say someone calls it in and says that you're going to murder your family and they break in and it's a slightly dark room and you're hugging your wife and it looks like a struggle. I mean... It, it's not. It's it's not just a scare tactic. You're fucking with people's literal lives. Sure. And I, jokes are jokes, but you just don't you don't joke about something that's so damaging. Um, I, if it was totally obvious, I'm I'm like half and half. This. No, I, I, if it was totally obvious, this was a joke. That's one thing. I I I'm of the we disagree on this. I'm of the opinion that you can joke about anything if the context is right. Absolutely anything. Um, this the context of this is strange because supposedly this guy was known for being a jokester. Like this, he was he had a reputation for doing shit like this. This wasn't like this wasn't like out of the ordinary for him to do pull off something. And supposedly the you could see the guys that were doing the fake swatting were guys that had appeared with him before on his Twitch cast. So anyone that was watching it wasn't probably like, holy shit. They knew it was a joke. I'm not saying you can't joke about anything. My issue is this. That there are people who could... I mean, if it was like a bumbling-ass cop walking in with a squirt gun, fine. But it, there could have been people that were legitimately fearful for someone's life. Sure. Which, if it's performance... Here's the thing. I'm not familiar enough to know how what this guy does as, quote-unquote, his performers are. No, I'm just I not, have I'm no just, idea what he does. Swatting in general and joking in general. I believe you can joke about anything, but you don't joke about things that can literally get someone hurt. I th okay, what it comes down to is this. Did he, in terms of getting banned or not, did he violate the terms of service of Twitch? That's what I know. I don't know the Twitch terms of service to know if he violated. I don't if, know. If this was, a, this was a, obviously this was a reaction. Twitch banned him. They unbanned him, like what, in a day or two or whatever? He has a ton of viewers. People know who he was. Maybe Twitch was realizing we can't lose this guy to go to the YouTube. YouTube starting up there, YouTube Gaming, which they just did a live event, which, which was very successful. That they just ran, they said it was. People said it was run beautifully. Maybe they want to make sure people don't go over to there. Maybe they realized that they overreacted. I don't know what the good solution is. Maybe maybe you suspend them for a week, two weeks, do something like that, and then you get the message across that way. Sure. A ban, maybe that was a little bit too much. Let me put it this way: I, I guess I'm not so I'm not really so much commenting on on this particular situation as much as I am on the idea of joking about swatting in general. Um, maybe this one was obvious. I, you know, I don't want people to be like, you don't know the fucking situation. Fine, but I still think it's fucked up to a degree. Uh, his re he released a statement after uh, Team 2G. Is that his name? Team 2G? No, uh, Team 2G is the team, and then he has his Okay, so name. he's Trick 2G. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they said, to take that stream ending serious is absurd. Trick was laughing. The person used was not in disguise and was the same person who was on the stream all day yesterday setting up cameras and assisting the stream. The ending was scheduled for 3 p.m., which, again, if a thought process was used in any way, one would know that a SWAT team would not wait until the end of a stream to engage. We don't have to always be politically correct to have a sense of humor. We don't have to hide the fact that we think something is funny simply because someone might not. I don't think that that's a matter of political correctness. Um, well, it's, and if it's, it, a matter, it's a matter of, of just what, when does a joke go too far. Well, I, that's you know, the thing. I don't think, I don't think, I mean, that implies that swatting is funny. I don't think swatting is funny. 
No, uh, but well, no. There's a lot of things that aren't funny that you can make a joke about, though. You can make you can make a joke joke about uh, people that are racist, and, and racists aren't funny. But you can make a joke about it, and it can be funny. Again, it's all about the context and what you're presenting. And I think the context for this is different than that. Sure, because you're saying this could be real harm that's clear and present. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, and, and honestly, let's put it this if, way: if, if it's let's... the guy who was helping, if it was if it was the guy who was helping, and he wasn't in costume, and I mean, then that's obviously. Then that's obviously yeah. fucking within the realm of I'll, just joking I'll around. Say this, I'll though. admit that. I'll say this, though. Huh. It's in Twitch's best interest, though, after this, to, if this wasn't in their terms of service before, to explicitly state this sort of shit they don't want to do. Mm. And then no one will try it again. Because if it if explicitly says you can't do anything with has people holding fake guns, real guns, whatever... It's showing any sort, you know what I mean? Like, there's rules even for porn that you can't do shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a rule for that, you can do rules for this, that, and don't ask me why no rules of porn, but there's rules that you can't, you're not allowed to show certain content on Pat, your Pat has a second house up in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm taking some, uh, couch, uh, applications right now. <laughs> uh, so, alright. Well, there you go. Game on, I guess. I don't know what to say else about that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Trick 2G. I guess I overreacted to a degree. It just doesn't sit well with me. Alright, uh, so the internet had a funny reaction to Time Magazine. People still read magazines in Time Magazine. So um, they had a cover with Palmer Lucky, who's the Oculus VR uh, creator. And uh, he's like... He, he's, he's skipping on a beach. He's skipping, his arms are in the air. I don't think he has any socks on, right? He's, nope, he's barefooted. He's, he's skipping on a beach, man. You don't wear and socks on a beach. I guess Time Magazine's covering the Oculus VR about a year after everyone else is covering it. Shows how up-to-date they are and things with that and so the internet had a field day with memes and putting him like on horseback on unicorns and everything well it's two things one the image is funny and two i think people wanted to you know really rub that one into time because it shows I, how out of touch i, they I are. used to love time magazine but it does show exactly how out of touch they are on a lot of topics it, it's it's almost like oh how quaint Time magazines covering something that's in our realm, you know, the tech realm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, so let's, why don't you stick with the man of the year and the sexiest man alive in the last people? Do and, what you're good with. Yeah, d d don't mess with this realm. Um, I still think that the jury is out on this entire VR thing. I still think it's out. I think it's a, it's way up in the air, especially when it comes to gaming. So we'll see what happens to that. Uh, with that, we can we can talk later about. I, I think I think even the. The price on these are not going to be cheap. No. We I mean, that. we have a Q&A question later, but we can really cover it now. And it's basically, sure. do we think that VR is going to be a gimmick or is it going to take hold? And I mean, my stance since the beginning is it's probably going to be really neat, but it's like, look at it this way. The 3DS, okay, is neat. It's got a gimmick, and most people don't use it. Imagine sitting there for hours with the VR headset on, trying to, like a Morpheus one for the PS4, trying to play something. Eventually, you're going to be like, I just want to look at a fucking flat image. Yeah, and I do. I mean, not just that. This is going to cost at least twice as much as a, as a 3ds. You know, it's going to cost some money. Oh no, I'm just saying like gimmick comparisons. Like okay. eventually, I think people get sick of it, and I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people would probably just go back to the traditional way of gaming. There's a chance that this could end up like the Google Glass. Remember how the Google Glass was heralded as this big, huge thing? Oh my thing? god, I forgot about. And Google the Glass. only few times I've seen Google Glass were just worn by middle-aged guys with too much money. Yeah. That, that have it. They have, they have money to play with to spend $1,500. You, you forgot about it. It's for sale. You can buy it, but yeah. no one has it. And it's it's kind of a neat concept, but what? why do you need it? Why do you need it? And you look like an idiot. You know I mean? At least this year in your own home. But if it's overpriced, first of all, if it's overpriced, you're cutting out, you're going to buy a $500 console, and then you're going to buy a $300 or $400 piece of headset to wear, to, you know, to go with it right. off the bat. You know what I mean? 
I don't want to sound like a killjoy on it because I do. No, th- it could I, be I, cool. I, do, I do think VR is is the X Men ones. By the way, there's a, him a Cyclops is funny as hell. Oh, <laughs> I I mean I've always thought VR is an incredibly neat concept, and I think it still is a neat concept, and I think if done right, it could be a lot of fun. I just don't see it taking over traditional video game playing. There's one with him being held by Leo on the Titan. Oh, I told you earlier that was my favorite yeah, was one. Very, yeah, that's, Echo that's the, the best. He's on Echo the Dolphin. Randy Orton out of nowhere RKOing him. <laughs> him as the Grinch. I hate the fact that Randy Orton gets credited with the RKO out of nowhere because that was DDP. It should be DDP giving him well, the diamond cutter. That's true, but that hasn't I, uh, happened in 20 years. True, <laughs> and, I, and I think the and out of nowhere was 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 from from that was like I think Law first said that out of nowhere, like that's where it came from. And I do think that there was already a Randy Orton out of nowhere meme. So oh yeah, that meme goes back. Yeah, a so okay, now, at least. fine. And they're hysterical if you watch them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we'll see what happens to this uh, with this VR. But Palmer Lucky, you looked very. It's, you know what's interesting? Having the creator sort of convey the message of their own product. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. You never saw like Bill Gates holding up a Windows 95 box, did you? I don't remember that. No, I think you probably did. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I, think, usually, I think you did. I usually you don't want to associate the marketing of a tech with the creator. It's no, like, I think they often do. Like I, I think in previous stories on tech, they usually show the person in charge. Now, they might not show them skipping on a beach, but I mean... I th- what, I th- I what, think what do you think he was really looking at? <laughs> when he Nothing. was doing that, I feel like it was, was probably not. Well, I think, I think he was not turned on, and it was in front I, of a green screen. I think he was actually doing dance aerobics on the power pad during that. <laughs> Someone should Photoshop that underneath his feet. Well, let's let's talk about CNN. Speaking of speaking of out of touch mainstream articles, well, it's it's out of touch, but that's not really the thing about it that bothers me. So CNN released an article, and you see these like Yahoo, and you have these list sites. That released these articles about oh well, you look at this so so CNN money's uh, money's CNN dot com released like their oh your video games could be worth twelve thousand dollars and you're seeing these more and more it's, again they're like four years too late in this five years too late when it comes to that that famous Yahoo front page Yahoo article about the stadium events uh, auction and that mm-hmm. sort of flipped the switch on people paying attention to retro video games as something bad and good alike. Um, so it's just about yeah, you know, like old baseball cards collect dust, and now you got your Atari and Game Boy and rare prototype cards that worth a lot of money. Blah blah blah. Your Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time can be worth twenty five dollars now. It was only worth it was only worth twelve in two thousand ten. Wow, not the best example, but he's right. You know, holy crap! They uh, they they used Aaron Stapish from Retro Liberty. Uh, for quotes in a lot of this article. Anyways, J.J. Hendricks, from, who does the video game price charting uh, guy, which we've talked about before. So I look at this article, and it's, you know, honestly, it's fairly mild, and it's not as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not extraordinary. Uh, it's not as, it's not sensationalist as previous ones, but I do know that it's CNN money. Maybe not everyone's going to see it, but I do know that this, these sorts of articles generally lead to a couple of rough w- weeks for me at work. Uh, yeah, Aaron Stapage of Retro Liberty, which I've met, nice nice kid. He does sort of his own um, uh, flea market adventuring videos. Um, I think you, you brought up before in the show. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he, he was, he, he was quoted as saying, I'm kind of creating the problem as well. Um, I guess he means shedding light on the fact that you can get these games. Um, I don't think it's that cut and dry in terms of... Uh, now, have I had people say to me, I'm now going to flea markets because of you? Yes, I, that's happened. Just real quick, how many more people can we name drop in this episode? We got Billy, we got Jay, we got this Aaron Stapish guy who's really Lucky nice. Palmer, the VR Lucky Oculus. Palmer, I don't know him. <laughs> but, um, 
It's whether or not chicken or the egg. Do you do like a flea market madness video and people all of a sudden want to buy the games, or does that make them seek them out? Because I don't think it automatically raises the price. I think it raises the awareness, perhaps, but there's a far cry between raising the awareness and all of a sudden, oh, I want to get a a, a game collection of 300 games. There's this fucker bitching in the uh, comments um, about how... uh, Right now? Uh, no, uh, like I'm sure right now too, though. Probably Look down right now. He's probably just bitching. getting just getting ready. I mean, we haven't even published this shit, but they're just scrolling out there. Mm, I'm gonna hate fucky and um, they. Uh, he was saying uh, that you had created. Uh, it was um, oh, it was when we were talking about Famicom and Super Famicom games, and that you had created this artificial market or something. Even though he said they weren't going up in value, and cited that we are solely responsible for uh, raising the price of uh, Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat. And it's like no, if we ra- when 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 people like us or Aaron Stapish or Billy and Jay name drop name drop name drop go out and talk about these games we love, it makes people interested in them, but it doesn't. Us talking about games we love on a platform that people can view, that's not our problem, and I'm sorry, I, I want to get that out there. If you don't. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Do you want to watch content about video games? Yeah? Then we're going to talk about video games we like, and we're going to mention them by name. And if they go up in price, I'm really fucking sorry. Wine, wine, wine. Yes. Now lick it and put it back. No, I don't think I was that much. <laughs> but, um... Uh, Danny. Oh, fuck it. Danny, you deserve to be front and center. You're front over, and center, Over Danny. my pat in the S-cart. Danny's okay. looking real good next to my PlayStation 4 Mahjong game that I just got in the mail today. Yeah, the price will go up on that one, too. That'll be experimental. We'll talk about Mahjong on PS4 every week and see I think what I might do my first stream, actually, uh, playing that. Anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> something to use for my worthless black magic device. We'll get into that later, son of a bitch. Um, son of a whore. So, the, the advice from CNN is, luckily, there are some cheap solutions to get a quick dose of nostalgia. Nintendo's Virtual Console allows you to download classic titles on the Wii U or Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. The Retron 5 console by Hypergen sells for 100 The Retron 5 is not going to make it cheaper. cheaper. right, exactly. The only thing the Retron 5 does <laughs> is cut your consoles down. You yeah. may, you'll maybe save a, a couple hundred dollars most instead of buying seven systems. But you're still going to buy all the fucking games yeah. for it. You're not actually saving money. Right. That line is ridiculous. That has nothing to do with the price of games. That has something to do with the price of systems. What is there? Six Retron... There's six consoles on the Retron 5? It'll cost you... Fam- uh, well, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, all the import versions of those, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and with an adapter, only saving Master a hun- System. You're only saving 100 bucks versus buying the individual systems. Yeah, about, sure. Off the top of my head. Genesis, yeah, Genesis, yeah. And, a, and a, you can buy a converter with the Genesis for sixty dollars total, and an Ace you can buy for like sixty, seventy dollars. A, a GBA you can buy for for thirty bucks. There, I just covered a good them. one. Yeah, and Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah, two hundred and forty bucks you can get them all. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I like like you brought up. You, you can't have, like I said, you can't have a cake and eat it too. You like the flea market madness episodes. You want to watch content on video you games? Wanna watch, you want to watch content on video games? People are going to know about it. Then cry yourself to sleep when the price of a game accidentally goes up. Not any fault of our own. Danny! Danny just shot up to $35, I heard. <laughs> Alright. Um, this was internet news. YouTube news. This this was pretty big. Uh, uh, I'd say th- uh, oh, what, a few days ago. We're recording on the 12th right now. So, full screen, which is like one of the biggest, I think it's the biggest, YouTube MCN, which is a multiple channel network, which you brought up in the past, like Polaris or Machinima. MCN. 
they got a little backlash from people on the interwebs, even guys like Peanut Butter Gamer, John Tron, were defending uh, this H3H3 Productions had a video out for, I guess, almost a year, which they said was a parody video of the street pranks, and they were parodying or critiquing at least a couple. One in particular was Prank Invasion, which is a guy I've heard about before. His name comes up from time to time where he does these on-the-street pranks. Like Seems like a real scum shit. Like, he, he does stuff like... First of all, okay, first of all, they're not pranks. No. A prank is something that's set up and involved, and you have a specific target, and you tailor the joke towards that person. That's what a prank is. A prank is not approaching someone randomly on, randomly on the street and harassing or fucking with them. That's yeah. not a prank. No, it's not. So he'll do stuff like, I think one of the ones is like, Guess my name. Okay, uh, any name that you guess uh, is my name, and now uh, you have to give me a kiss. I mean, that's literally, that's not a prank. That's literally one of the things he did. Well, that's what he did in the video that H3, H3 production yes. was commenting on. But an example was, like, for example, go up to a person in the street. Um, and, this, and this was, like, a real person, people. And he's like, oh, help me move this big box. I can't move this box. So he'll, like, jump in the box, and the person can't move it because he's in the box. But the person doesn't know, the unsuspecting person doesn't know that the person jumped in the box. Stupid shit like that. Again, they're not pranks. You're just fucking with people. Right. There's a huge difference between that. So... This H3, H3 Productions channel had a video taken out as a copyright strike where he was making fun of Chris from Prank Invasion for doing what you just said about he would go up to these women that were all good-looking, probably all paid, they're all in on it, and say, oh, if you guess my name, I'll kiss you. And, of course, they'll say, hey, your name's George. Yeah, that's right. He starts making out with them and, cu- like, cupping their ass on the street. Just like, yeah, that's really happening. So... H3, H3 Productions was taking taking the piss out of it, making fun of it, and doing their own little video. And I guess uh, Fullscreen had it taken down the video. And a copyright strike, which is serious business, because three copyright strikes, your channel is eliminated. Done. Um, so there was a backlash against Fullscreen <laughs> for doing this. So th- it's interesting just because um, supposedly Fullscreen threatened this guy and said, we can destroy your channel. It's not known whether or not Chris from Prank Invasion had this personally taken down or not as sort of like fuck this, this video's getting a million views and it's at my expense. So there's a lot to talk about here. Obviously, the prank invasion shit is fucking awful. It's, Pranks it's are absolutely... That's gross. You, you, might, you might say I take shots at less players. Uh, I really don't. I'll take shots at fucking these street pranksters because they're fucking garbage. If you want to sit there and watch a fucking uh, gelled-up dude wearing too many bracelets make out with chicks... That's fake. It's not even real. It's, it's not even fake. That's not. Yeah, that's not even real. It's fake. I don't. I mean, I can't say anything positive about your taste. I mean, that's or, just miserable. Or, or as this H three H three Productions did, there was one guy going up to girls randomly on college campus. It wasn't Chris from Prank Vision, and it, just randomly, just fucking with with, with girls. It's saying, like, "Oh, do you spit or swallow?" Oh yeah, to girls on like a college that's campus. That's not a prank. That's, that's harassment. Yeah, that's just being a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's not a prank. No. You're not clever for doing that. You might have balls to do that, but it's not clever. Right. You know. Or or the pranks uh pranks uh pranks in the hood or they they go up to uh there's there's one where um it goes up to a uh you know these these are probably guys that don't want to be fucked with. Yes, they don't. But anyone who gets their 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 sneakers stepped on on purpose, uh you're going to get some retaliation. Mm-hmm. And so these guys do shit like this. They fuck with these people. 
And then when they're ready to get their ass beat, go, oh, no, it's a prank, it's a prank! You know, it's like... No, that's just called being a fucking spoiled baby brat who, I mean, or doesn't ones have where they talk, They'll say something to the guy's girlfriend next to, next to him. Right? Yeah. You know, what the fuck do you expect Why would you happen? do that? Why would you do that? Oh, it's a prank. Explain to me the definition of prank. <laughs> yeah, where's the prank in that? Yeah. So, you know, it got taken down, and, and in full screen says it's because, you know, it was a copyright claim. Uh, it wasn't under fair use. Now, I don't... Now, while I'm on the side of H3H3... Uh, I mean, yes, they did one at the beginning and want the closing, which were like satire. They did do a little parody of, of going. They're on parodying, but a lot of it was critique and a lot of it was 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 shots. I, I personally am going to say it's probably fair use. But even if you don't think it's fair use, I feel like full screen had this taken down maliciously because they attacked someone of theirs that was making them a lot of money. Sure, this was published on December third. The the video that was taken down, the reaction video. Um, so they had a good nine months to find out about this, almost a year. Right. So yeah, it could be something where Chris from Prey Invasion said, "I want that taken down. Take it down." Yeah. So, uh, so this guy, I guess, they're Ethan and Hila that run this H three H three. They did a response video about censorship, and this got a lot of this got this went like viral. The people reacting to this so much yeah. so that the CEO of Fullscreen, I personally like tweet out. We, re- we restore this, blah, 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 because it was looking bad for full screen. Oh, it was not. It was not good it, PR. That, it, it's still a rather large blemish on them. Uh, so then there was another fault from Ethan from H3, H3, which this was where I'm a little bit just questioning his judgment with this response, where he he said that, oh, they said it was a mistake. It was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a mistake. This wasn't something all no. made. This, this was something maliciously done. So they, they might have apologized to it, but it doesn't change the fact that it was malicious to begin with. Right. And then he, he he went out of his way to talk about joining up with another network, I guess, that he's on. Yeah, that was what, weird to me. That was really that weird. Was strange. To, to, to talk about the, the the downfalls of an MCM coming after you, then he mentioned, hey, there's this MCM that is great. You should join them. That's a little weird uh, to, to do that. I, I would have stayed away from something like that personally when talking about something like that. Because you don't want to you don't want to bring up another MCM because hey there might be people that have been fucked by that MCM exactly. that you don't know yes. about it's just sort of bad form to, to do that that was my initial impression of that too now the points he made are potentially great points for certain people who put stuff up on YouTube you know month to month and things like that yeah it was just weird and that was my first thought was when he talked about the other network it's like well, what's the whole history of that network? Yeah, now we don't know if, if you're promoting them for other reasons or what's going on with that. If you're month but, by month, you're not guaranteeing them revenue, so how can they fuck with you? Yeah. Um, it's just That was just sort of weird. But he does make, he, he did bring up good points, though, about there, there's no real, unfortunately on YouTube, there's no real uh, safety for this, for MCMs doing this. To, you're automatically the bad guy. Like, yeah. you, you get a strike against you. You have to prove that it's not. There's no, there's no mediator uh, with this. It's just sort of like strikes on you. You got to prove it's not a strike. Um, yeah. We need a counter, uh, like Hot Shots Part Two's kill ca- kill counter for name drops. Because I just realized we brought up PC Gamer and or, uh, Peanut Butter Gamer and John Tron. So this is you want to call John Tron? You got his phone number? No, sure, that's fine. I have so many phone numbers that I don't know how I got them. Anyway, <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was a good time. We still doing a podcast right now? Yeah, I mean we are. Let's talk about the fucking Deadpool trailer. Deadpool, I'm going to talk about the Deadpool trailer. So, So, good old Ryan Reynolds, one of our most successful CU podcast videos, which we didn't even plan, it was was the reaction to us, remember the leaked Deadpool footage from from last uh, last summer. 
summer 2014, or like May or June, where it was leaked. It was uh, with Ron Reynolds with a CG suit. It was like a demo reel. This, it was a proof of concept video. Someone leaked it, but good thing they did because people were like, holy shit, this is awesome. We want this to be made. And they're making it. The script has been around for like four or five years. Um, the creator of Deadpool, uh, was it your favorite? Is it Rob Liefeld? Created Deadpool? I think it might be. Uh, yeah, but other people have made him better. <laughs> okay, but still, is your is your your uh, what is it? Your, what is it like? You say you like the the oh, um, I mean satchels and the, 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 toes? The, the 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 no feet and the utility pouch. Utility pouch. I actually saw a really good image that I've never seen. It's it's actually from a Deadpool comic where um, he's talking about how he can regenerate body parts and stuff. And uh, but how he needs like a little bit of something to carry around. Or, I don't remember what it exactly is, but it actually has him looking at the front of the comic mm-hmm. and goes, "You know, you can never have too many utility pouches, can you, Rob?" And I, I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious." He's taking a shot as creator. Anyway, so the creator signed on board with with this. The script's supposed to be really good, so they released the trailer. Yeah, and um, here's the thing: Deadpool is a character that I don't I don't hate, um, but I don't necessarily love. Um, I can handle him in small doses, and he has good and bad arcs. My favorite stuff from Deadpool is his one shots because uh, they're funny. Uh, usually has him, uh, the one, I'm sorry, the Deadpool team ups. He teams up with someone crazy like Hellcow. Uh, Never heard of that. Yeah, all sorts of weird stuff. So lately, he's become the popular meme spouting guy. The the fourth wall breaking stuff I like, but he's just become. It's it's hard to imagine, but Deadpool has become a caricature of himself. And I was worried that the movie was going to just be one-liners after one-liners after one-liners. And after watching the, the, the trailer, I'm actually pretty excited for it. I mean, well, I'm not, it's, I'm not it's like... It's just ju- a teaser. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm it's not, a long teaser, but it's a teaser. I'm not jumping... I watched the uncensored Red Band version. And Which it was, is better, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the violence is there. They're not toning this oh, one it's down. R. Yeah, it's R, which, is, which this should be. Um... But I think it's good, because I think they're going to give some character to the character. I didn't want them to just drop him in and be a joke machine for two hours. Yes. That would have been bad. Yeah. Because, yeah, it would get tiresome. And I'm sure it'll break the fourth wall a decent amount, but it oh, won't yeah. be every second. Right. Because that could be tedious, too. It's like, you want to hold it for when it's appropriate. And probably, they'll probably be na- uh, narrating the story anyway. And they'll have a chance to break the fourth wall there if he's doing that. You know what I mean? But I thought the huh. action looked good. I mean, and, yeah, and, and you know, I... Cyclops was uh, Cyclops. Um, uh, Colossus. Colossus was in there. I thought that was pretty funny. Colossus looked really cool. Yeah, he did. And I, like I, I mean, I just I I like Ryan Reynolds. I know a lot of people. I like don't. Ryan Reynolds a lot. I think he's a good kid. Good kid. Good kid. He somehow this married is twice. You've called people kids. I don't know if they're kids, but no, he's, he's older <laughs> than me. He somehow <laughs> married Scarlett Johansson. I don't know how he did that. No, but he's, he's, he's funny, and I think he's good at what he does. He's not always in good movies, but I he, do... He doesn't pick the best movies. That's no. his problem. I do think he fits the role of Deadpool very, very well. I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds uh, branch out and do something that doesn't fit like the Ryan Reynolds type of movie. I'd love to see him do something a little more uh, edgier or something a little more meatier. You know, not disappear in awful stuff like R.I.P.D., just for a paycheck. Right. How could that have been awful when they had... Uh, Jeff Bridges in it, but it was Amityville yeah. Horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got. And I actually like that because I like some shitty like horror, horror movies, but or hell, Green Lantern, which he takes a shot at. In the I Deadpool wasn't even going to bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> he makes. He said, hey, just "Give me a suit. Don't make it green. Mm-hmm. Don't make sure. What do you say? Don't make it sure it's green and you know something with computers, or whatever. Because that's what I make sure. It, don't, make sure it's not green and make sure it's not animated. Not animated because the, the Green Lantern suit was you know him wearing a bodysuit with balls on it. And yeah. They just, animated and did it looked okay that green lantern movie 
it wasn't bad. It was just sort of forgettable. When you look back, I was like, uh, you know, that was it was sort of like the Iron Man two. You know, it was sort of like the oh something happened and I'll never need to watch that again. So check out the Deadpool trailer. So going back to the point about uh, the, the, this won't do as well as that first time because that first time I guess the original Deadpool leak footage was, was remo- removed. So whatever search, whatever people searched for it last year, they just saw ours and thought it was that. And so we, we had half thumbs down. We got like a, a couple hundred thousand views in that stupid video of us talking about the reaction yep. to it. Yep, I think that's probably our most viewed video. It, and it, it, it was totally meant- not. Great. It wasn't like, meant it was to be just, clickbait, but it was clickbait. It, was it wasn't like, meant to be. I think it was like a three-minute like brief commentary on what we saw. <laughs> so, movies starring superheroes. Fantastic uh, Four had its shit. first weekend uh, come and go. It did, I think, $26 million, which I thought was, it was 23 but yeah. Was I mean, it someone, 23 I thought it was, it was hovering around 25 because someone estimated 25 and I thought I saw 20 They kept lowering the expectations. It was like 50 then 40 They kept coming down to how much they thought I was going to make. Um, this entire thing was was this an I, I told you so, but I told you so. We all knew it. An absolute debacle. So an absolute debacle. I will eat my words. Um, I did not see it, but I I'm a I'm a big boy and I I can do that. I got ex- I got kind of interested in seeing it after the second trailer came out because uh, it was like an exemplary uh, case of the trailer. Um, Misleading the audience. It, it the second trailer Partially. I saw. The second trailer I saw, whether you were interested ever or, or not, showed some action. It showed actual Doctor Doom, which was an improvement on the original thing we talked about ages ago, where he was supposed to be like this A evil hacker. blogger, yeah, 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 an evil blogger hacker. And I'm like, you know, I'm not. I mean, it's ultimate. It's ultimate universe, which is something I can't really take seriously anyway. The trailer had some cool special effects and some interesting action shots. And I was like, maybe I will. And then it comes out. And then everyone says that all that well, shit in the trailer is the last 20 minutes, and they cut most of it out. Well, that was that was the least of his concerns. Um, it, it, it made $26 million. It came in second to the second weekend of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which, which, which looks amazing, uh, which made $28.5 million. There was a review embargo put on this movie. Yeah. That's not common for movies. And 99.9% of the time when there's a review embargo for games or movies... It's bad. It means it's bad. They want to mitigate the damage as best they can. So reviews started coming out the Wednesday night. I think it was like 5 p.m. was like when the embargo could be lifted. So less than two days before it was going to come out. They started actually being in theaters on Thursday night. So less than 24 hours. And it wasn't good. This has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, tomato a, meter. that's a percent better than it was last week. So... I don't think people understand what Rotten Tomatoes is, but it's a consensus of combining uh, usually between 150 and 200 um, reputable movie critics from newspapers, big websites. These are the big ones. These are the smaller ones, but there's a good swath of them. I don't generally like aggregate uh, score collectors. Like I don't like Metacritic, but... This is a Metacritic. I know, but Rotten Tomatoes is different because a lot of movie reviewers have left star ratings behind, so... You know the the people at Rotten Tomatoes will read the review and determine is this positive or negative, yes. and that's what they do. And they'll give an average rating besides positive or negative score. So the average rating this is three point four out of ten, but the positive review percentage is only nine percent. That is worse. Pixels was like eighteen or nineteen percent. They put that. Oh really? I thought it was yes. nine. No. So Pixels okay. did better with critics in this movie. This is the worst. Of the Marvel, not Marvel Studios. This, this wasn't Marvel Studios. This was, this was uh, Fox. The worst of the Marvel sort of universe films. This did worse than Elektra 
did in terms of... Are you fucking kidding me? Electra did better than... 9% is abysmal for well, me. Well, I know it is, but I didn't... My mind. Okay, great. I just did not think this that... This did I, worse than the, the second Ghost Rider movie. Remember Spirits of Vengeance that came out a few years uh, ago? No, forgot about? I don't. Actually, I don't remember that at all. Electra did... Just real quick. Electra did 10%. Okay. 3.8 out of 10. All right. It did worse than Electra. All right. So the consensus, which is usually fairly accurate, because, it's again, this is putting them all into a blender. What is... All in all, what does everyone say? What does 160 reviews say of this? Dull and downbeat, this Fantastic Four proves a woefully misguided attempt to translate a classic comic series without the humor, joy, or colorful thrills that made it great, which is exactly what everyone was saying before it came out. So you spit in the fans' Oh, like faces. a Zack Snyder movie? Okay, anyways. <laughs> you had to get that in there. Well, because uh, because all the DC fanboys are going to rub this one in anyone's face, and it's the exact same bullshit problem well, that the Snyder movies have. Yeah, this has the same dour tone. Yes. It does. Um, so the least of everyone's concerns was the casting. Michael B. Jordan, which everyone was jumping on at first. That's the least of everyone's concerns. No, everyone, the casting should have been great. The they, casting, I have problems with the brother-sister thing, but whatever. That's Now that's the least of everyone's concerns is that. Yeah. That's like the, the 20th thing to worry about. Apparently, we knew there, there were reshoots done. The rumors was is that Josh Trank had some sort of meltdown during production. He had a vision for the film. Fox fucked with it. He actually tweeted out when the bad reviews were coming out. He actually tweeted out, I've, and then Fox had him take down the tweet. He tweeted a year ago. I had a fantastic version of this, and it would have received great reviews. You'll probably never see it. That's reality, though. Uh, added no. emphasis. I'm crazy. I was going to say no, Josh. <laughs> no, you didn't. It would never receive great reviews. What what most of the reviews were saying is this: that the first hour is sort of like okay, nothing's happening. We're establishing this universe. It's sort of blah, blah, blah. Then the last half hour, it turns into a, a, a run-of-the-mill superhero movie with high fives, and you have some action. So one of two things happened, and neither were good for you, Mr. Trank. Your original vision was... With a blogger hacker as Doom. Your original vision would have been more of the first hour, which seemingly it was... Basically, the original hour was seemingly intact, where it was like... This is just downbeat. There's absolutely no action going on for the most part for the first hour. It takes 45 minutes for the Fantastic Four to get their powers. The last half hour probably would have been some action, but then Fox probably saw the cut of this and said, no one's going to see this fucking movie. This is depressing as hell. We have a Fantastic Four and nothing's happening. So then they panicked and redid the last 25, 30 minutes of the movie to establish a battle sequence, which everyone said was out of place and almost no action anyway. Most of the people saying are people saying at most this is one and a half action scenes. One and a half at most. In a superhero movie. At most. That's insane. That's really bad. So Josh, there's a chance that your movie might have had one or less than one action scenes. Right. And then Fox panicked. So you placing the fault on Fox is insane because as bad as this is doing, your original 100% version might have done worse. There's a chance this could have been worse than 25, 26 yeah. at the box office. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's, we don't know, though, what, what your original vision would have been. Well, we have ideas. We have ideas it. where it was going, and it was but we don't not know. Good, and yeah, Fox wants to make money. It, I mean, and they also have the ability to um, test audience things, you know, no. and put people in front of a screen and be like, "What do you think of this scene?" And uh, if they all hated it, then you're fucked, Josh. There, I mean, there's a chance that his original cut of the film had no action in it. There's, there's a chance. I'm not there, saying there is. So I'm not placing. This is not Josh Trank's fault. This is Fox's fault for hiring, hiring him, him and letting him run with this vision. Let me tell. Let me say this. And this is, goes back to 
when you say I want to give this a chance, and I'm not putting this to you personally. No, I know. Um, it's not your director. It's hired to adapt a property that's well beloved. It's a property that's around for fifty years. It's an established property. It's not your fucking right to have your uh, vision of what this should be. You are a caretaker of something. If you are stepping in to adapt something, you could take it in some direction, yes. But at the end of the day, you are a caretaker. You are not. It's not your right to have some sort of grand, grandiose fucking vision unless it's signed off upon. This isn't like um, this isn't like James Gunn going to Marvel Studios and giving their blessing on his vision of Guardians, Guardians of the, the Galaxy because they're giving a sign up. This is him running amok. Marvel saying, "What the fuck are you doing? You are ruining our property." They yeah. Marvel canceled, Marvel canceled the comic book, no merchandise. You walk into, you try to buy any Marvel uh, T-shirt, you don't see Fantastic Four on them. You don't see the comic book that relaunched their entire fucking, uh, uh, you know, the comic continuity. book that launched the modern age of fucking comics. Yes, you fucked with them so much that Marvel's like. Great. By the way, everyone read Planetary if you like Fantastic Four and so, Silver Age. So, Josh, you can't say, oh, I would have had a fantastic version. Your version would have sucked, too. It would have sucked in a different way. Here's here's my thing. So, he's the director, right? You want to have some creative freedom. You've got this ultimate universe, and you've got the standard universe. Hey, you don't want to work in the standard universe because the past two movies didn't do well? Cool. Take your inspiration from the ultimate universe. Oh, wait, you're going to take your inspiration from the Ultimate Universe and go completely fucking batshit insane with it? That's different. You can't do that. And I would like to just say that a lot of my interest in the movie after the second trailer uh, was just simply because I saw Doom. And I love... I love Doctor Go Doom. watch the Roger Corman version, because that was the most accurate version on film. Fucking see, I never saw it. No, I'm serious. I'll go watch it. If you if you say it's cheesy, but that that's the most faithful that the burnt up negatives, you can still watch it on YouTube and watch bootleg tapes. The Roger Corman version, which was made just to keep the rights, which the cast had no idea was happening or crew. There's a documentary out now. Go watch the documentary about the making of that the ninety three or ninety four Roger 94. Corman version. I, I will Go watch that. I will. It's I mean, fascinating. Cheesy is not cheesy. Cheesy is not necessarily it's bad. It's not bad to me. I watch Ultraman all the time. Yes. Then you'll you'll. I mean, it's like. Uh, there's very little, uh, you know, Johnny Storm because they couldn't pull off the effects. effects. <laughs> but Thane looks pretty good. The Doctor Doom suit looks accurate. Nice, you know. So <laughs> give it a shot. Maybe I'll give it a go. So this is what's going to happen. People are saying Marvel's going to get the rights back to this to do the movie. I don't see how it wouldn't be in Fox's best interest to play ball because they scorched the earth with this, with this movie. Say what you will about the 2005 and 2007 movies, and um, the 2005 version was a mess. But at least it didn't spit everyone's face as much as this did. And you know what? The 2007 version, it's watchable. It, yeah. it does. It did the Silver Surfer all right. If it actually showed Galactus at the end instead of a stupid fart cloud, that would have been an okay movie. I do like Surfer. One. Yeah. Uh, but this now, if the rights go back to Marvel, they can't do another movie for the next five, six, seven, eight years. And so I guess the rule is that uh, for now, Marvel has all the movie rights to everyone except for... Um, some well, they have Spider-Man. Most they have Spider-Man. They don't have Fantastic they don't, Four. They, they don't, don't have, have X-Men. And this is what I. This is where I want to spin off of what you're saying. If they can get Fantastic Four back, that leaves only one very important group out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My favorite fucking group. And if they want to expand beyond the, the age movies. of the apocalypse, they need to be mixed yes. in with everyone else. Uh, people forget that 
uh, they were in trouble. Uh, X Men Three. Brian Singer left the project to do Superman Returns, which was an awful decision. So um, X Men Three wasn't good at all. No, I'm so happy they uh, retconned it out after. Uh, and then you have Wolverine Origins, which was fucking abysmal. Yeah. So Fox has it not, is. and Fox did that that Electra movie. And remember, they did the Daredevil. That was that wasn't good. So God, they've done like one good X Men movie in the past decade, and it was Days of Future Past. X Men One was good. X Men Two was was really good. And then after that, nothing until. Um, Days of Future Past. Well, I, first okay, class was I, good. I know you like first class. I'm, first class whatever, was good. It, it reestablished a new universe. They had to reestablish it. I didn't need the establishment. I jumped in with uh, Days of Future Past, and I was like, wow, they kind of got it. My point is this, is that it's not Fox's reason why the X-Men franchise is doing well right now. Because of Fox, it almost tanked. Yes. You know, that's why. Yeah. You know, um, and now Singer's, uh, Singer didn't do uh, first class, but he's doing this one, and he's doing... Apocalypse, and we'll see what happens after that. But you're right. After that, it's like okay, the first movie, uh, first class takes place in the '60s. Uh, Days of Future Past is like the '70s. Now this just takes place in the '80s. Where do you go after that, though? You're gonna, you have to like recast and redo a modern X-Men. By the time to your of- point, though, what are they gonna do? Gonna, you're right. It's, it it might, it, it might lead them back into having other Marvel heroes in there. You'd have to see what Marvel wants to do further on, because the problem is, is we need the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. This is where they should be. They should be in Civil War. Now, well, they, weren't they sort of, sort of on the sidelines of Civil War when it happened, though? They were, but the Civil War greatly... I mean, especially because people take creative liberties. Uh, it wouldn't be bad for a couple X-Men to show up in it because, because the mutant registration program is very, very, very similar to the... True. I, it's not mutant registration, but it's the same thing as hero the superhero hero, hero registration. Sure. Uh, but there are rumors, and this I like the idea of this that they they want to do, Fox wants to do an X Men TV show, and I think X Men would work splendidly as a TV show. It, we're we're at the time now where you can do a freaking good Flash show with the effects being pretty damn good, and most of the effects for an X Men show or, or would be far less than what they'd be for a Flash TV show. Yeah. You got a guy shooting, you have some storm effects, someone moving objects with their mind. That's not hard to pull off on even a TV budget. You have uh, shows like Falling Skies, where it's like Alien Invasion, and the effects are pretty good for what they are. We've come a long way yeah. in four or five years for it. So I think an X-Men TV show is viable, and maybe they want to explore that and do that and make, make a ton of money. And so here's the thing, though. They don't have permission to do that. They only have permission to do movies. they got to go, yep. uh, go back to Uncle Marvel and ask permission to do a TV show. Well, and that's the thing. I don't want Fox to do it when... I mean, we have yet to see the other entries in the Netflix-type series, but, I mean, I would I would rather not see Fox do it. I would rather see it done like Daredevil was done. Sure, but here's the thing. Marvel can say... Here's the thing? Here's the thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Marvel can say, "All right, we'll let you do uh, an X Men TV show," but, but ha- they pull Spider Man. Yeah, but yeah, it has to be part of our universe. Yeah, exactly. so we get to have you got to play ball with us. Yep. And oh, by the way, you're not doing Fantastic Four ever, ever again. Ever again. <laughs> you're not even do a fucking cartoon show. Like you're not you're not doing jack shit, no. which is fine because um, the budget I think on Fantastic Four I think was about 120, 125 million. That doesn't that doesn't count marketing. Marketing is usually. They, you say it's it's usually tens of millions for a movie that big. We'll just say a hundred and I'll say a hundred and eighty million okay. total, a hundred seventy five. And by the way, if you notice, there has been a fantastic commercial. By Monday, there wasn't a fantastic. Commercial. They pulled. I don't all watch live marketing. TV, so I they mean, pulled I all the marketing, and they and they were marketing with ESPN. They were marketing on Monday. You know, I think it was Monday Night Raw, but they were marketing all over the place. There was a lot of marketing put into this. 
And the rule of thumb is for a movie to make back its budget, it has to do at least double yes. what its budget was at the box office. At least. This is, start this is bleeding money. So they got to make, worldwide, they're going to have to make somewhere around, I'd say, $400 million to break even. That ain't happening. Nope. They might end up at only $150 uh, total when this is said and done, which means they're going to take a loss on this of that maybe $100 million loss from Fox when all is said and done. Which means that they are going to spit in, in a Marvel's face and do another failed movie six, seven years now just to keep the rights again and lose a hundred, another hundred million. Well, this it's, is, it, they, it's might, slated, they might be stupid. But I doubt they they might be stupid. Oh yeah, th- yeah. They already walked back the Fantastic Four X Men crossover. They're, they're, they already moved Deadpool to the spot when Fantastic Four was going to come out. I, I or two. Oh no, they already. Excuse me. They already. I think fast tracked Deadpool two or something else to when it was going to come out. The, the next Fantastic Four movie, they're fucked. They're not. You're not going to see another Fox Fantastic Four movie unless know. it's going to be part of Marvel playing ball with them. Right. Like so. I said, I mean, best worst case scenario is worst case Mar- scenario. Worst case scenario is Marvel has to play the Spider Man game. No, no, best no, no, case no, scenario, no, they the, get it back. The worst case scenario is that you will not see Fantastic Four for another like nine years, and Marvel will get oh. it back in 2024, which Fair. would be killer. Because that'd be a killer for Fox sitting on it and doing nothing, and obviously Marvel okay. can't doesn't want to sell a freaking comic book. They can't do a comic book because they don't want to promote this other fucking garbage. They don't want to, they don't they want to control everything. They, by the way, Marvel controls the merchandising rights, so Fox ain't making merchandising rights on this movie at all. No, they're not. They, yeah, they have promo stuff for like um, like oh Burger King or whatever ads, but you're not seeing any any toys. They're not making money on any toys off of this movie. That's all. That'd be all Marvel, you know. So. It's a, it's a mess all around, but I think you're going to see an X-Men TV show with Marvel's involvement, and you're going to see, I think maybe for Phase 4 or whatever, you'll see them sprinkle in Fantastic Four into these movies, and then you'll see a new Marvel movie in like 2020 or something, like that, five years. Q&A time on the CU Podcast. This is at uh, Paul five Paul 5200. Ian, has anyone ever gotten a life ban from Luna? If so, what did Pat do to get banned? <laughs> Pat has not been banned. Uh, but yes, people have uh, received life bans, but not many. I mean, we're actually we're actually pretty forgiving. Forgiving. Um, but two people have been life banned from the store. Poaching. Yeah, both of both times it was for poaching or sniping. I'm sorry, Gilly. Um, yeah, it, I mean that's that's what it is, and it, it wasn't just once. We'll usually let one slide. Um, the thing is, is like. Man, we offer fucking fair rates, and if someone doesn't accept it, then follow them outside and ask. But when I've got a line of five fucking people on on a Saturday, on a Saturday, um, don't walk up and down the line and start peeking in people's boxes before I've even quoted them. That's where my real problem with it comes. Like, um, or like like the the, the one guy, he uh, the one guy was walking up and down and trying to like like buy shit out of people's boxes. And he had done that a bunch of times oh, before. Get the fuck out. It's a repeat offender. Uh, I don't. I don't ever fucking ban someone on their first offense, you know. But get out of here. You come in every Saturday. You know I'm going to be busy, and you try to buy shit from people oh, before well, they he, get. It was a set plan. Yeah, he knew before that. they get oh, to my counter. Fuck off. You don't yeah. pay for that fucking rent space. And that's the, people don't understand. Like that, you're giving them the opportunity yes. to have a business in your business. The other person was. Um, uh, it, he was actually kind of doing the exact opposite. He uh, came in, and uh, I'd had arguments with him before, because he was just being a, a dick. This is a guy where, like, he, I didn't allow him to have multiple offenses of the same offense, but I'd already had problems with him. 
and he would walk up and down lines, or he would come in with shit to sell, and he would walk around people in the store and just straight up solicit them. To buy stuff. Oh. Yeah. So those are the only two people who have ever been permanently banned from the store in my nine fucking years at that place. Um, nine years? Yeah. I've had, I mean, I've had shouting matches with people that I let back into the store two weeks later. What, even if they don't apologize, it's just like, dude, fine, whatever. One of us was having a bad day. You were having a bad day. You know, if this transaction goes smooth, then we're good. And it does, and everything's fine. Um, sometimes they apologize. And, it, and, dude, a genuine apology is is goes a long way with me. But with people like that trying to buy shit out of people's boxes or trying to sell shit to other people in the store and not to me... Like, I haven't given... See, both of these instances, this is why it bothers me, I haven't given you a quote. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, the form. issue. Like, and, and I mentioned my friend Gil, but, like, it, it's... like you I ban said, your friend? Huh? Your friend's no, banned? No, no, I didn't ban him. He, oh. he lives in Australia, don't you, Gil? Um, what the fuck's going on? Nothing. <laughs> what the fuck is... I'm having a joke. I'm having a joke based on this question. Hi, Allie. It, it's, he's not really Australian. Um... Good day, Ali. If I offer someone a quote and they're very upset about it, and someone follows someone out and buys the shit in the parking lot, it sucks. But I'm not going to get that upset. It's, sure. it's, it's when that sort of shit happens in my store, especially you want, before I've given a quote. You got first. Give dips. me the fucking. Fair you got chance. first dips. Yeah, that's why your your business. Your people are coming there. If not, start your own fucking business. Right. Two bit Jesus, Shawnee twenty eighty seven. Do you guys think pro- we covered that one? We covered that one pretty good for you, 2-Bit Jesus. Do you think? Do you guys think Morpheus and Oculus Rift are going to be relegated to being given? Google Glass. Next question. Yep. At Steve Buzzer, I saw a copy of Splendor in one of Ian's photos. Are you both into board gaming as well? Uh, I really like board games. Um, Splendor is obviously a good Wish one. Wish I had time to play any games. The board games are cool. You know what I like board games? Tactile feel of something is always nice to have when it comes to... Uh, placement of pieces. It just feels like you're doing... You're more involved versus just playing a game to me. It's just, yeah. It feels like you're more mentally connected to the game because it's there. Does that make sense? It's like reading a book. Yes, that's what I was going to yeah. talk about when you cut me off. Uh, I, read like, I didn't cut you off. I had the whole question. Yeah, and then I started to say something. <laughs> that wasn't cutting you off. Cutting you off would be me you saying something than me speaking. I didn't let you speak. No, I did. You, I was speaking. No, you weren't. I don't Let care. the record show you were not speaking. You were gasping. Anyways, um... I do play a lot of board games as often as I can. It's hard to find people to play board games with. Um, why? Because, and I understand it, people don't always like to sit down and learn rules. Video games have spoiled us. Video games refuse to let you do something that is against the rules. Board games don't have those restrictions. Unless you follow the rules and memorize them, you don't know what you're doing. You get what I'm saying? There's no guideline, necessarily. Um, but when I can, I will. I have probably 30 of them. Um, Splendor would fit right into your tactile feel. Uh, your main currency are nice, heavy poker chips with different gems on them, and it just it feels good waiting for your turn to kind of throw them back and forth and you know plot your next move. So, I uh, I do, and I believe you like a lot of, the, or you have interest at least in like the the historical war games. And well, stuff like, like any, that. I mean Avalon Hill and that sort of type. I, right. own, I own like twenty of them, twenty five of those types. I, I see them swap map. People, they're just cool to have. Yeah. The funny thing about that is that. Frank may hate doing these videos with me, but he actually said to me he would love to do like a board game video. Oh yeah, you, you even told me that. Yeah. You were like, yo, we if can we can get together and like it's an Avalon Hill game, Frank yeah. will be in a video. So maybe we'll do that. I just I point. just need a third camera and we can do coverage and have angles. <laughs> I'm serious. How's I know, no, that sounds I got cool. the GoPro. That that works. I'm, I can use a webcam for one, but anyway. Um This is from an Amiibo survey. 
I don't know what's going on there. What what does Pat and Ian think about the Illuminati and conspiracy stuff? 9-11, Masonic Lodge, New World Order. Uh, this is per- a broad topic. This it, isn't really in the purview of our No, podcast. I just wanted to cover it fairly uh, generally because this had come up in conversation over the weekend. Um, I am very, very much a skeptic, an old school definition of the skeptic, not like how some anti-vaxxers call themselves skeptics of, you know, vaccines. Uh, I have to look at everything, and I feel like the more complicated answer is oftentimes not the right answer. So, um, I don't believe in a lot of that stuff. I, I don't really believe in any of it. There is generally a more simple, straightforward, and logical Oculums, answer to these things. Oculum's razor. Yeah, Occam's. Occam's? Occam's. Who's Occam? I, I don't know. Occam's think. razor is what, Ian? I, you the most straightforward solution it, yes, is it, usually, it, the, yes. usually the, the correct one. And yeah, yeah. and that's and that's exactly uh, what it is. A conspiracy is tough to maintain. Oh, yeah. Any conspiracy with more than two people is like impossible to maintain. The expression is a conspiracy more than one person is impossible to for, the, for it to be, remain secret. So, that's the, that's the expression, yeah. but it's true. It's, it's, Death, yes. People on their deathbeds, people leaking info. You have loved ones. Hell, you, you're drunk and tell a hooker, "Hey, I was involved in the Kennedy assassination." Uh, so this stuff comes out, but none of it leads anywhere. That's the problem. Deathbed I, has always been uh, my linchpin in the argument. Yes, as it, it, de- deathbed confessions uh, happen, and it, you know. The fact that nothing's ever come out about any of these huge conspiracies no. that people think of. I'm not saying there's nothing to the fact that, yeah, uh, like, for example, going to JFK, yes, Oswald was in Russia for a time. Yes. Sure. But you know what probably happened? Russia said, this guy, maybe we can use him? Then they find out, no, this guy's a fucking nut. He might shoot someone, so we don't want him shooting uh, someone and then leading back to us. That'll start World War Three. That's what probably happened with Oswald. They're- that's that's as, as complicated and as simple as that. So then Oswald ends up shooting, and it wasn't a lucky shot. He was a, he was a Marine. He was a sharpshooter. He shoots the president, and then all this weird backstory happens with him, and that fucking idiot Jack Ruby then shoots him. If Jack Ruby didn't shoot Oswald, it would have came out that Oswald was just a lone fucking nut. That, that's what I go back to with that. When you go to the 9-11 stuff, uh, I, I don't have respect for you as a person anymore because uh, I knew people that knew people that died in yeah. 9-11, so it's, now, now you're touching me personally. But for that stuff, is, I'll just ask you this. For a conspiracy like 9-11 to have happened would require, if not hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people to have been involved. And someone would have felt guilty and leaked it. Thousands of fucking people to have been involved in something like that. There wouldn't have been one whistleblower. There would have been ten by now. There would have been 50, and they wouldn't just be a a one-off nut. They'd be all connected. You would have heard about it. So that alone, I don't give a shit about where's the where's the wings. I don't give a shit about all all the shit that's been debunked, which has been debunked. Thousands of people would have been involved, mm-hmm. and human nature would have been impossible. So absolutely impossible. Real quick, I just want to uh, tell my favorite story. Just, just a quick little anecdote about about conspiracy theory. More funny than anything. Um, so chemtrails are a big one that make me laugh really, really hard. And uh, a person I know will refer to this person as Person X. I've learned better than naming names on uh, for certain things <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, person X believes heavily in chemtrails. And I'm like, what, are, what is that again about the chemtrails? Okay, chemtrails are, it, it, it's when people see contrails from airplanes, they, they think, think it's, something it's, else, chemicals it's a chemical, it. exactly. Okay. So, at the time he was in Arizona, and he's like, no man, chemtrails are real, and I mean, I've been researching this for a long time, and I've seen the evidence, and I mean, man, there were some mornings, uh, I think it was Phoenix, where like, you walk outside your house, 
and I mean, you can you can take your finger and run along your car and get this like orange dust on your finger. And I go, did you ever think it was like sand that had like a, an element in it? And he goes, well, no, man, this was everyone was like sleepy and tired those days. I'm like, how about heat? You know, just hitting them with with the the straightforward things, and he keeps refuting it. Yeah. And I go, how high up are those planes? Yeah. And he goes, well, airplane high. And I said, do you know why crop dusters come in so low? Because when you're dropping stuff, there is no accuracy. If they wanted to poison Phoenix, they could not possibly do it from an airplane at airplane height. There's just that's, no way. It would, a, it would dissipate. And that's the problem with these conspiracy theorists. Like, the moon landing one's a big one where they always come back with refuting evidence, refuting evidence. They always then shift. They shift it. Yeah. The, the, the 9-11 troopers. troopers you, 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 you say, this is bullshit, this is why. Yes. Okay, cell, but this. Cell phone signals could be that high. Okay, then it's not that. Then it's this. They keep shifting it. There's no There's no real theory. They keep jumping after they get this proven. The best is the moon one because our shit's still on the moon. Yeah. You can see it with telescope. <laughs> it's there. We got there. The cons- That's my favorite one. The conspiracy theorist, uh, the conspiracy theorist handbook requires them to have... A, it's like it's like a bag of dice for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's like you have to roll it every time, and you have to be able to pick and choose. Yes. You, you always have to have yes. bits and pieces of evidence. They don't have to link. You just have. There's to, no overarching you, theory you that just, makes sense. You just argue with someone until they either give up or you can no longer present bullshit evidence that's been refuted. Yes. Um, and then the other thing I'll just say is a lot of these people that are into this heavily conspiracy stuff, not all of them. They really have nothing else going on in their lives. This is what they hang their entire lives on. No, it's true. I mean, you see, I hate like, to say it. You see, like they're, they're the lone gunmen from X Files. Like, That's it. Like when you see a picture of like uh, a conspiracy theorist who wrote like a very important conspiracy theorist book or something, and you see their picture, they're like hunched over in a room with a desk, and there's just I'm stacks not, of paper everywhere. I'm not like, saying they have mental problems. But no. I'm just saying your life is uninteresting. You're, you're, not, and it's not to say though. That's not to say that there is important stuff that you should be looking into because there is. Oh, sure. But this isn't it. There's corruption in government. There's things oh, happening sure. behind the scenes that we don't see. But that's different than conspiracy. Yes. Uh, at Citizen Ryan eighty two, good old Citizen Ryan. <laughs> what do you and Ian think the Wii U's legacy will be? I've heard it compared to the Dreamcast. Well, Thoughts? it's not dead yet. I mean, <laughs> it's already had a longer lifespan than the Dreamcast. Yeah. About you know, um, I, I think the book still has to be written. We have to see what happens. If I just look at games and I look at the fan base for the Wii U, I can understand comparisons to the Dreamcast because you have a feverish amount. Of, your, your fan base is, for the most part, feverish. No one really casually owns a Wii U. The people who did early on have gotten rid of them. Um, and there's a a large handful of really solid titles, just like the Dreamcast had like its core 15-game library of must-haves. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think it's funny to th- to already be talking about it. I mean, everyone in in we could be proven wrong, but everyone's still talking about NX coming out next year. Nintendo has not pulled the plug on the Wii U, but I do think that the legacy it's going to leave behind will be similar to the Dreamcast, only longer run. I don't I don't see how the NX can come out next year. I just don't see that. I, it's one of the few things we agree on. Um, we agree on a lot more than a few things. <laughs> I, I, I we kid. agree on blood sport. I kid. I, well, we we yes. agree on uh, burritos and boobs. I think we agree on all those uh, things. We also agreed uh, apparently on conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, I, I have something to say. Going back to that, I, I I believe in some sort of alien stuff, but it, it just goes over the top when it when you get into some of this conspiracy stuff. But I, I have a whole. I believe in ghosts. That's not only conspiracy. But I have ghosts in my house. It's a whole other podcast topic. I don't think I ever did that in the podcast. I'd love for that shit to be true. I just don't believe in it. A ghost. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> my mom says she's seen them, and my mom's a very smart. And you don't believe her, lady. lady. I, it's not that I don't believe her. It's just that 
I believe one thing, she believes another, and I just don't... You don't believe that she's seen it, or you don't believe she could have possibly seen it? I believe she could have seen something. I don't necessarily believe that what she saw was a ghost. But she saw something. Something. But you have to understand, she's closing up a... You know, the, the, her ghost sighting was she was closing up the Old Red Mill Inn restaurant where I worked for a period of time. Uh, it's an old, rickety-ass building with bad lighting, and she's... I mean, she's closing up and it's the only person there. Your mind is going to cause you to see a lot of things. Oh, no, mine were not like that at all. Well, that's fine. I would, like I said, I would love to be proven wrong on that. From Legit Jordan, since Ian always talks about it, what do you guys like on your burritos? On them? I don't, I don't them. like wet burritos. That always bothered me for some... Do you like wet burritos? Uh, I like a Colorado burrito. That's the, the only... That? It's uh, a Chili I'm Verde. fucking starving now. It's Chili Verde and pork. It's the only wet burrito I like. The only reason I don't want to do this podcast on Wednesday night anymore is because I can't get burritos afterwards. But um, I love... Uh, good. You know what? I, I've been going more towards the pastor burrito lately. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the pulled carnitas. Yeah, you're my dog. Okay, so yeah, for me, it's I tend to go pretty simple with my burritos unless it's a California burrito. I love a California burrito, and if you don't live in California, it is such. It is French fries, carne asada, cheese, and then either guacamole or sour cream. Sometimes both, and it is a fantastic thing. But really, um, an Adobada or El Pastor burrito. Uh, Which is like a marinated pork. Yeah, it's marinated pork. One's on a spit, one gets roasted. Um, I like an Autobata burrito with onions, cilantro, and that's it. Like that's that's my that's one of my favorites. I, I love the local surf burrito, which is the breakfast burrito, which is <laughs> eggs, cheese. Breakfast burritos are fantastic. Good chunks of bacon, like really high quality bacon and and potatoes, and I could I could eat one every day. I really could. Um, other than that, I can go. I, I like uh, chicken burritos. Or now, uh, you know what they, you like? You like the sabrosa, the the shrimp and a carne asada burrito with rice and sour cream. That's pretty good. I would That's try a high that. high protein burrito right there. If you want a good chicken burrito, Nikos does a good chicken burrito. Um, at uh, this isn't any ads. This is off of an alternate source. If Pat and Ian had a video game made about them as a duo, what would your preferred genre be? Streets of Rage style beat 'em up, or perhaps tag team wrestling? Are you offering to make a game about Ian and I? I. <laughs> I don't know about a beat em up. Is that too simple a genre for us? I mean, it's just too obvious because you, you want to like a Chip and Dale style platform with you, us. You, you can, you can. Oh, that, well, that, that would be perfect because we'd be pals, but we would still occasionally fuck each other over by throwing each other into pits, um, which which happens in real life. Yes, it does. Um, honestly, just because I'm a shooter fan, I would want a two player co op uh, scrolling shooter where we each get really cool spaceships. Then you can't see us. Sure. How, how about a game? How about, you can do a clear cockpit. Just by hair? One's got long... Make the ship have long hair or poofy hair. What was the game... I, I mean, I'm writing a freaking book and I can't remember. What was the game where you have the crew and, you, and you, you're in the subterranean and you have the driller and you have a crew you talk with and then you go outside of the ship and you're the girl goes outside the ship? Well, I can't think of the name of that right now. This is why I'm so hungry and tired. You look like I'm crazy. It's a great game. I, mean, I, I reviewed it for the book. I feel like I should know it. Not Mule. I, no, Mule is a What's the four-player one? Oh God! Mule is four player, but that wouldn't have the other one's not four player. The other one there's a first person shooter part. There's a side scrolling shooter, and there's a vertical shooter, and you go outside the ship, and uh, you have a, you have a, the whole point is you have a crew, so we and you can be part of a four person crew inside a ship. Okay, well that'd be neat. I don't know what the fuck it is though. Anyway, uh, oh God, are you ever going to get a better camera that would be focused on Ian? Well, LOL, you look like in you look like in good resolution, but Ian is all blurry, messes up my eyes. My favorite was please focus the camera. Fucking hell, do you guys ever notice this shit? Guys, 
Here, let's lay it out on the line for you once and for fucking all. We have two different cameras in here. One is a high-def fucking camcorder, probably $2,500. No. The other is a $100 fucking webcam. Top-of-the-line webcam. This is the best webcam. We use the Logitech. I think it's a C920. It's the best webcam you can get. That's probably under $1,000 at least. And we used and we to used to use both. And when we used both, I looked like shit. And I was the one that was bored compared to Ian. So but Ian no looks one the same no now. Because we both look like shit. Yes. So now Ian looks like shit. And he's blurry. And then I look great in the camcorder. Sorry, that was too it's, easy. It's not a fucking focus issue, guys. It's not a focus issue. My question is, we upload these videos... It's, Every two weeks, it's focus. Why the fuck would we not fix the fucking the, focus on the camera? It's the same shitty focus. It's the same shitty focus. Why would we not fix it? We we see it. We know it. No, we're just being fucking lazy, and we hate you. <laughs> now, now, if your eyes are that worn off by both of us, watch us in two forty p on YouTube, and then you, we would equally be like shitty looking. I guess I don't know. Oh God! Sorry, you got a bed yet? Um, I gotta eat still. I'm starving. Great. Jose Ernesto Flores! Going to sleep and dreaming about video games. Alright, you go first. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny because funny. I'm a huge fan of I'm Namco. Uh, no, I don't, I don't sleep very much. Um, you don't You don't listen to that the, 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 that, uh, the sound of the rainfall of the tent still? I do. Dude, is that soothing? Three hours last night, three hours the night before. Nothing fucking works. Um, but I did have last week two, like... You rub one out before you go to bed? Does that help? <laughs> I just have sex. Um, so I did have a I did have video game dreams last week. I love Ridge Racer. I love Namco. And uh, I, it was like a Monday and then a Wednesday. It was separated by a day, whatever it was. I had two separate dreams about Ridge Racer Eight being announced for the PlayStation Four, and both times I woke up horribly disappointed. My dreams are almost terrifying. And they they harken back to when I was probably like eight or seven or nine. I'm in Toys R Us. I'm in a shopping cart. Okay. I have a shop. I have a shopping cart. All right. Or someone's with me. An unidentified person's with me. It's to, it's it's the Toys R Us aisles, which are bright. You know, you, you have to wheel. The, my Toys R Us, which was in um, it's technically Woodbridge or Linden, Woodbridge, New Jersey. You like went in, turned right, and there was like the Ninja Turtles on the wall. Then like you had to go weave your way around and get to the. The aisles on the right had all the had all the video game stuff, so I'm like in that area. But in the cart though, I have all the games which you couldn't buy. You had the fucking stupid tickets that you had to go to the back because they were afraid you stealing them. It wasn't like Kitty City where they handed you the games. Kitty City was awesome. So I remember having like ten games, Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Always the common game in this recurring dream that I always was excited about. For whatever reason, and didn't have a kid, didn't care about Ice Climber. I was always excited about, which is weird because while I liked Ice Climber as a kid, never really wanted to own it. But just seeing the black box game of Ice Climber was great because I didn't really own many of the black box games. I just owned Super Mario Brothers. But, uh, so anyway, I hate so, your voice, goddamn black it. box game. So anyway, so I would have Ice Climber and have oh, I want to get Ice Climber. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to love it. Wake up. It would be like 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. Oh my god, it was a dream. I don't have Ice Climber. And be really fucking pissed. And I've had this dream at least five times in my life. And, and I can't explain why. But it's always Ice Climber, and I'm always waking up. I'm like, god damn it, I had all the games. It reminds me of being on the like the Toys R Us toy run that they had the Nickelodeon yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. Like Almost like that feeling of then realizing it wasn't real. And I was like, shit. One that I real quick remember from being a kid was I was uh, raking every for like four or five years in a row... Um, 
our landlord, who was really cool, would let my brother and I rake the leaves for two of his uh, duplexes, and he would pay us at the end of, you know, after we finished. And we, my brother and I decided we were going to buy a Sega Genesis with that money. And uh, I had the most vivid dream about, like, playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and I woke up and literally ran out into the living room to turn on the Genesis that I hadn't bought yet, and I was so shattered. It's like, yeah, oh no, two weeks away. You should have put, put it in a rubber room then. <laughs> I was excited. Um, At Jester of Roanoke, maybe Virginia, what would be the tipping point for too many big game companies using Kickstarter for their games? Okay, my tipping point would be this. My tipping point would be a AAA title that goes on Kickstarter and says, yeah, here's our minimum, but you're not going to get all these features. You won't get multiplayer unless we hit 10, 15 million pre-orders, or we won't, you won't get this unless we hit that. Then that's too far, because you have the funds to make it. You know you're going to make your money back, but now you're just going a little bit too far with it. So that's too far for you, but I don't think that's tipping point. And I, I mean, I understand. Like, uh, so a, well, that's uh, what, that, that I see is the backlash. I see when AAA titles start asking for, for money for stuff that was traditionally in those games, that to me is a point where people say, fuck you. But it has, to be, it has to go that high up, though. I think people will look at money and I look at the, the, these stretch goals and determine if the money uh, equals the, the perks, such as multiplayer. I do think that all basic aspects that are expected in a modern game, like a AAA title, should be accounted for in the initial price. Um, I think, the honestly, it's simple. I think the big tipping point for people getting pissed is the very first time one of these... Uh, large video game developers decides to go to Kickstarter and they absolutely fuck the delivery. Either oh. it doesn't come out or the game bombs. And people need to remember because actually someone asked about risk or reward on Kickstarter. It's always a risk. You aren't guaranteed fucking anything. You're not. No. It's not a shopping mall. Um, you can get boned time and time again. And I think as soon as that happens with a big company, they're going to go back to saying, find your private investors. Sure. Still haven't got my blinking light win yet. That annoys me. That's the only thing I haven't got on Kickstarter that I put in for. Uh, next question at DLJ Gamer: Is it cheating for a supposed arcade establishment to use emulators and ROMs instead of the real arcades? I think it. Um, I if they're charging like quarters to play those machines, I have a problem with it. I have less of a problem if it's just like a general admission and here you go. Less of a problem. I I, I mean, I mean, because hell, you have machines now that use main boards basically that are accepted, you know, so less of a problem, and I hate to say it, you know, as we, it may not be as a, <laughs> sound like Chewbacca, uh, it may, <laughs> that wasn't little supposed minx, to be audible, that little minx face of yours, that was, that was precious, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it's not a problem now, but say 20 years from now, you're not going to find these machines anymore, even less, what's going to be your alternative, you're not going to be able to find many original centipedes and the monitors might break down, you might not have a choice but to go the emulation route when it comes to arcade machines. But then there are a lot of modifications that allow you to use different monitors. I mean, my I'm thought just I, saying, I would rather play an actual arcade yes, machine. Yes, of course. Here's, but here's where I think the important line is drawn. If you are competitive in arcades, you want the actual board and not the emulation. That's what you need to have. If you are simply playing, for most people, emulation or something like that is going to be fine. What I can't fucking stand, which unfortunately comes with a lot of these emulated uh, arcade cabinets, is 
LCD screens look like shit on games that yes. were meant for CRTs. My fucking god, they're ugly, and it really does hinder my enjoyment of the of, of playing. But I think on a uh, on a serious level, uh, if you want your arcade to be a place where people compete, you got to have the original hardware. If it's more of like we've got these machines laying around, but we're also a bar, fine. At my favorite name from Twitter, at Deadass is my boss, and Deadass could be a boss at sometimes. Have either of you ever dealt with bad trolling experiences? How do you deal with it and just keep focus on your projects? Well, Ian doesn't really have internet projects outside of the podcast. Yet he likes wading in with the trolls from time to time. I don't know. Oh, I love going toe-to-toe and slinging shit with those fuckers. But you sometimes. Know, but, but you know that that's what they want a lot no, of times. Well. Sometimes. When I realize it's an actual troll, I usually just back the fuck off. Um, but when it's someone who just wants to bitch at me, whether they might be a 14-year-old or just a cranky 28-year-old who thinks I'm a piece of shit... Um, yeah, I'll sling shit. My rule is usually to respond once and then just let it go. You know, say what I need to say. But it doesn't really... Uh, it doesn't really affect my focus. Uh, when I when I get tired of it, or if something makes me feel bad, which does happen from time to time, I just don't look at the comments for a month. Like, I'll completely avoid anything uh, podcast-related for a month. Um, In terms of bad trolling, I mean, whatever. Trolling is trolling. You can just move on. I mean... I have better things to do. Yeah. I, I mean, it gets to the point where it's like, why, why? I hate to say, I don't care what you have to say. I just don't. Well, that's kind of why I do the one response rules, because then I, you respond once, and then if it's a troll, they come back yeah. and they throw more shit, and they're waiting They're waiting there, yes. you know, furiously masturbating, waiting for your second response, and you don't give it to them, and then, and then they go cry themselves to or sleep. Or I just ban them, or you ban them, and then, oh, are you banning people? I don't care. You took away my power to do that. I can't, I literally can't do that anymore. You can't ban them? No, I, I, I gave it back. I could, and then I couldn't. Do you want me to give Ian the banning powers back? Reply in the comments below if I should give Ian the ban hammer. No, no, this was I a know. discussion between you and I that was very important. <laughs> I get that back. I just want to see the responses. Um, <laughs> this is what I say. That'll be fun. If people's opinions were... were uh, if people... It's all, it goes back to the day of writing letters. If people have an opinion that is really that important and they want you to hear it, uh, leaving a comment... Email me. Yeah. Email me it. Uh, Facebook. In person at a convention. And... Like a person. Yeah. Because then it matters. Because then I... Okay, you care enough to do that? That's fine. And I have gotten critiques by email. Uh, In person, I've gotten critiques here and there. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But you know what? Email and in person, they're always polite at least. You can be constructive, and you you right. can have the disagreements comments, and be polite. Everyone and that's feels all like I they can be rude in the comment section. My my bigger issue is not so much trolls. It's what I've noticed from doing this. I'm not going to name any names, but what I've noticed from doing this is that there's a lot of people say. I mean, we're all connected via social media, right? There's a lot of people who can find you on Twitter, and they're really nice to you on Twitter. They they chat you up, they ask you all these questions, they want to have discussions with you, and then you find their name in the comment section, and they're slinging shit at you, and it's just. At, at, at that point, it's, you're just like, it, you realize that the comment section changes how people well, act. Well, they want attention. They want yes. they, it's like It's like their community. They want to feel like with it, fit in with everyone else. That is what it comes down to. Yeah. You know. Com- Chris, what did Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt say? Comments are shit? Comments are shit. Yeah. And, and then finally, at Shawnee underscore 2087. I'm going to live to be that old, maybe. No, I'm not. That year. Why do real-time slash turn-based strategy games usually fail to be successful on consoles? Um, I don't 
personally think turn-based strategy games fail to be successful on consoles. Um, even things from like Dai Sunryaku, which is a it's released in Japan and the U.S. It's a it's a tank strategy game. Um, to Japanese strategy RPGs, do just fine. Uh, real-time strategies though fail because uh, your controls, your lack of hotkeys, and things like that make it really difficult to move quickly. Yeah, you really need a mouse to yeah. play most strategies. But yeah, real time when you're doing it in real time, I can't I can't picture trying to play Warcraft with like a controller and right uh, clicking on ah. I can I can take no. the extra three seconds to maneuver my cursor over my grid, but it, I you know. I'm so slow with real-time strategy to begin with. Now, if you want to say failure in terms of sales, well, because strategy games were born on PCs, and that's where they're always going to be the most popular. Right? Right. That's what it comes down to. And I think if and, you're and, referring to something like Civ as a strategy game and not something like what I'm thinking of, which is more straightforward, uh, they just feel better on computer, once again, for hotkeys, for the mouse. Uh, the fact that they are generally longer play games, you're, you know, um, multiplayer is you're more likely to find your multiplayer and people who will sit down for an entire multiplayer game with you on a computer. And hell, on a computer, you can even multitask with some games. Not every, not every game takes up everything. You have a window and you can do your email during a strategy game when there's no rush. Yeah, you play or, Civ, or, you minimize, or pop it back up. That sounded gross. Anyways, on that uh, note... We have, a, we have a Patreon for the podcast. It's patreon.com slash pixelsickhole. Ian's coming up with some cool things that... He has some uh, ideas he's going to shoot out to you, patrons out yeah, there. Yeah, I uh, actually put the post up today. I, I I would love to interact more with people on the Patreon, make it a more interactive thing as opposed to just a video dump repository. A lot of people are happy with that, but if there's you know something I, uh, that you'd like, keep in mind most of that content would come from me. Pat's a busy man right now with his own Patreon and his own projects. But I did put a post up with a comment section. Feel free to read it and leave me some suggestions. Um... Yeah. And we also have a t-shirt. 21 days left. By the time you hear this, maybe 20. It's the Danny approved CU Podcast shirt. Go to teespring.com slash CU Podcast Danny. And get your shirt from small to triple XL, I believe, is what it goes up to. It's in beautiful gold. Danny, giving the thumbs up to the CU Podcast. And with that, I don't know how I got through this one. Nope. Um, due to the technical issues that I didn't really go over. But uh, I'm gonna buy, go buy. I'm gonna drop Ian off and eat some spaghetti and meatballs because there's no burrito places open this late. So for Ian Ferguson on Pat Country, bye.